So basically, what happened was I have a, a horizontal wisdom tooth coming into a vertical back tooth. Right. So since it was coming in vertically, there was no room for them to just yank it out, right? Because they can't yank it out horizontally because yeah. that doesn't work. Cause, so basically what they had to do was, I, I'm not sure exactly how the drilling worked, but they basically drilled stuff into my tooth and then basically put a crowbar in and snapped the top of the tooth off. Okay. Um, like, the, 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 the dentist was on top of me, like... With this did, thing. He ha- did he have like his foot on your neck and I was like? I think he had the anchor. foot. He had, at least had his foot on the chair. I think. Jesus. And he basically shoved it, drilled what I, th- I think was a gap in the tooth, jammed this thing into it, and basically just yanked it left. <laughs> yeah. So th- all I could hear, like, and I had headphones on, listening to podcasts, right, to try and drown it out. But I really like, didn't let you listen to stuff. Yeah, I said, "Do you mind if I put my headphones on?" Actually, I said, "Do you mind if I put my headphones on just to distract myself from this?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure." And the the assistant guy who was there says, "Excuse me, do you have a problem with Brian Ferry?" Because <laughs> that's what they were playing already. I was like, "Right, not particularly. I'm just looking to distract myself." So I had headphones in, listening to this, but it's inside your own head, right? So you can't yeah, not yeah. hear it. So just this fucking crunch as they were snapping the top uh, of these teeth off. But once they got that out, like the roots just kind of pulled themselves out. And these roots were huge. Yeah, like massive roots, things. These roots are pretty and also the roots were going into a pincer. So like normally they kind of, normally they are kind of, what's the best way to describe it? They're like, um, they're like a pair of pliers where they kind of, they kind of curve to a point. Like, um, or they kind of curve downwards. But mine actually crossed over the yep. roots because they were so bent. So they were basically like pincering into my gum. So they had to like, so they chopped the tooth in half and then manually removed the two roots. Sure. And after he was done, he sewed me up again. The sewing me up was the weirdest part because they had the because he he just did stitches, right? So he had this needle and thread through my through my gum, and I couldn't feel anything, but I could feel like the the thread squeaking through my gum, which was really weird. Like it was just like you could. You could kind of feel it go through, and then you'd pull the, the thread through, and you'd see this as it yeah. as it kind of went through the gum. But after he did all that, and I'm I'm lying there, and he said, "Do you want to see them?" I'm like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I want to see them." And he showed me the bits of tooth, and it was pretty cool. It's huge, massive tooth. Hello, once again, Internet. This is the Game Engine Start podcast for the 25th of uh, February? February. 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 Yeah. February 2014. Uh, my name's Calm. And my name's Ewan. And I just about picked up my microphone and attempted to drink it like a mug. That That's was interesting. A, a good start. I don't yeah. think you can fit your microphone down your throat. It's a pretty big Although microphone. I've seen you fit some big things down your throat before. <laughs> hey no. Oh, so start as you mean to go on. Yeah. Um, it's the, the foundation Fuck. this podcast was built on, which was dick jokes. Dick jokes. It's a really important. I feel by episode. I feel by episode sixteen, which I think this is actually. Is this we, episode sixteen? I think so. I can't quite okay. remember. Um, we would have progressed past that now, but no. Ah, it's the foundation. 
it is kind of the core. Every so often, it is kind of the core of of what we do here. Yep. Um, Not video games. Fuck video games. Oh yeah, it's all just dick it's jokes. All dick jokes. Yeah. I like it's how we keep... like the. I was having a conversation with um, one of the older members of the the gaming society at uni, mm. and he was he was talking about the he was talking about the time that he ran for president, and he said that if he'd gotten in, he was going to make uh, the tagline for the society. So it was going to be Glasgow University Video Game Society, and the tagline was going to be "fuck video games." <laughs> I was like, "Why didn't they vote you in?" That's a great idea. <laughs> is it? Is it just "fuck video games"? Is it "fuck comma video games"? I don't know. It... But he just told me it was going to be "fuck video games." I thought with any inflection you wanted, that was probably going okay. to be a good yeah, tagline. That's, yeah, that works. I like that. Speaking of video games, yes. You and what have you been doing with yourself? Um, the past two weeks after our madness with special guests last yeah day. that was crazy i can't believe that worked but it kind of worked, worked. worked it worked surprisingly well yes it really the did were lovely and they were excellent people to have on exactly um so yeah so what have we been doing the past two weeks um i so the big one i mean big one i'll say i'll save for a bit but i played so actually i played this last episode but we didn't get a chance to talk about it, it was the castle doctrine did we talk about this uh i think we talked about this did we well, I don't we may not have, but uh, so Castle Doctrine is uh yes, we didn't talk about it last time because I wanted to bring it up because Dave uh, Dave is a fan of Jason Roar's games. Oh, of course, yeah, sure. Um so Jason Roher 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 um developer of Sleep is Death, which is a multiplayer storytelling game. It's it's really? kind of the equivalent of like that old um, improv comedy thing of the and then idea. Yeah, you kind of. So it's yeah. pretty much you start off with there's like a vague setting and character for a story, and someone types something that one of the characters says, and the other person has to type a reactionary thing. Yes, and it, you just make a story. So he, he kind of took that idea, and it looks like the same engine because it looks almost identical, and made yeah. the Castle Doctrine, which is this weird game about. You start in an empty room or empty floor plan, really, and you have two thousand dollars and a safe and a family, and you basically have to build like a labyrinth, protecting or like a labyrinth of traps and walls and dogs to protect your safe and your family. Um, and there's a couple of rules in there to stop you from just walling your family off in the corner. Like your family yeah. have to be able to escape from through the main door. But the, the key to the whole thing is that before you can, before the, the, the layout is valid, you have to be able to run your trap from entrance to safe and survive to prove that it can be done. Yeah. It's a really smart way of doing that. Like, I'm sure there's there's algorithmic ways of doing that, but... I think it's better to make you do it yourself. Yeah. Though. And it's... It, so, so yes, yeah, so you have to get that from start to finish. And then when you make it from start to finish and your house is, va- your house is valid, really... And then becomes this weird MMO where you can go in and try and ransack other people's houses to steal their money to update your own house. And yeah, it's it's just an utterly bizarre game. Um it's brutal because like I had done this, like my first house, I had done this really kind of elaborate set of traps and like worked out the kind of viewing distances on the fog of war to work to like hide dogs around corners and stuff like that. And I'd done all this this stuff and one of the, one of the keys of it is um since you have to run the house you can so normally you get things like uh, electric floor traps that when powered electrocute anyone that stands on them you get like bulldogs that will chase people as soon as they get seen yeah 
but while you're testing your house, you obviously don't want to electrocute yourself. Because if you walk in a trap, you can kill yourself, and then it's game over. Your house gets reset, you get a new $2,000, and you start all over again. Yeah. The point is that you get these, um, you get, like, light-up floor plates. So you can see that there's power going to the thing, but it won't do anything it to you. It won't kill you. Yeah. yeah. And the, the bulldogs are replaced with poodles, who behave like bulldogs, but don't kill you. So sure. you set up all this stuff with the the kind of safe versions of all these traps. You run it a couple of times to make sure. And basically what I did was made this whole labyrinth system, placed the, the safe at the end, ran through it, and then got to the safe, realised I'd trapped myself in there, in the trap I had designed, but had actually forgotten to place a light thing and actually done a, an electric floor panel. Oh, and right. And trapped myself in a corner and couldn't do anything. And it, it won't let you out, so the only thing you can do is go kill yourself. Like, it forces you to go kill yourself so you can get out of it. Um, and then the whole, like, you don't get save your layout, like, the whole thing's just gone. Yeah. And you start again. Like, it's brutal. So, after the first time, I was like, no, nah, I don't have the patience to sit and make all these houses. So, basically, I just made a really stupid house, ran from the end, like, the, the safe is two seconds away from the door, ran to the safe... It goes, yep, you've got a valid house, now go out into the world, and just start raiding other people's houses to see what it's like. Yeah, I, I feel like this would be what I would do with the game as well, which I don't really care so much about building the house myself, but I want to yeah. see what people who do are, are good at that sort of thing would do. And the, the people that are good at it are really fucking good at it. Like, some of them are just... There's obviously a way to do it, because they've had to run it, but I have literally no idea what it was. Because some of them you'll take, like, two steps at the front door... And there's a fog of war over the whole thing when you're in somebody yeah. else's house. So you can't see what's around the corner unless you can physically see around the corner. And, um, like, there's some of them you take two steps out and there's just dogs on you and you're just fucked. Like, there's nothing you can do. But there's obviously a way of doing it, but you get well, one yeah, shot. Yeah, there so, has to be a way of doing it. Um, so I, I, I thought it was alright. It was a, it was a, I liked the concept better than the execution. I thought it was a really nice idea, but it just didn't grab me for very long, and I haven't touched it since the initial couple hours I put into it. Like, it just, it was fine. But the more I started reading about it online, there was a lot of, there was a lot of kind of anger almost towards the, not anger, like, like there's this whole other meta level to the game that I don't, like, like social commentary aspect to the game. Which I don't think we get because we don't live in America. Yeah, it's a very like the Castle Doctrine was a very uh, like American idea. Like the actual concept of a Castle Doctrine was designed for American use, where you could use guns and all that sort of thing. Yeah, but we we don't have that, so we it doesn't really affect us. So and it's really weird that like there was the, the kind of the, the the standard stuff that comes out like you can only be a man in the game and the woman yeah, is sure. and some of them play saying well the woman is like your family are like an, they're almost like an asset in inverted commas that you have to protect and yeah. that, that's a bit weird but you can also equip your wife with a shotgun and she will defend herself oh, if yeah, it needs be yeah. like all the there was all this weird and it was really weird because normally like I really enjoy reading about like the the these kind of games that that bring up social issues, but I just didn't get it on this one. I just didn't it's, feel it. It's kind of it's kind of lost on us. I think I think have. it is just a it's a it's a national it's a national identity thing. I don't think it hits us in the same way um, as as it would to people in the states. But I don't know the game itself. 
I thought was okay. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting idea. Yeah, I mean, it's a perfect Steam sale game. Like, it was a £12 or something when it came out. Yeah. And I shelled out because I was interested. But I think if it's a Steam sale game, it's well worth just having a look at. Sure. Um, the other big one that I did this week... So I, I kind of took a break from the site for the past couple of weeks. Like, I had a bunch of stuff I wanted to do, and I just couldn't do it. Um, so I, I stopped working on the site... Um, and then the past couple of days, I tried. I've been past week actually. I thought, okay, I'll get back into this, and I tried to write something about the Last of Us DLC uh, sure. that left behind. You want to? Do you want to write something that explains why you don't think it's very good? Yeah, I don't think that DLC is very good. Yeah, and I appear to be the only person on the planet who doesn't like it. Like it's been getting straight. I don't know. I've seen a couple of people, like at least be- between you and a couple of other people, I've seen at least three or four who think it's not as good as everybody thinks it is. Yeah, I just... I, I, and I'm, so, so I tried to write down why I don't think it is. It just wasn't... I couldn't form sentences that adequately explained it, so I saved till tonight, basically, to try and yeah. to try and explain why I don't like that game. Um, so Left Behind is a, a DLC... The, the first and only bit of story DLC for Last of Us. Um, and it basically follows... It's you are in control of Ellie for the whole time. Um, it's split between two time zones. Uh, this is not spoilers. This is all the first, like, five minutes. Um, well, one of the time zones is kind of spoilers for Life for Dead. Uh, not Life for Dead. <laughs> um, Last of Us. Okay, uh, yes, that is true. Yeah. Um, there is a section of time from the main story that is left out and skipped over, which this slots in nicely. Yeah. Um in the current and uh, that follows that is in the main timeline of Last of Us, so that's half the DLC, and then the other half is flashback DLC, uh, flashback story from Ellie way before she met Joel, uh, back when she was I think in a military academy. I think is where the story she was she was in there originally. She keeps talking about having to go back for drills, so I think it's a military academy. And we meet her friend Riley, who gets talked about some in the story. Near the end of the, the main game. Yeah. Um, she she reveals... Yeah. She, yeah. T- she talks about their relationship and what what happens and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it goes back to, like, her and Riley way, way before the events of The Last of Us. Yeah. And it's a really it's a really interesting premise. And I should say as well, like, we both loved Last of Us. It was, oh, yeah. like, it's my number two game of the year. It was your number one. Yep. It's, like, one of the best games of the generation possibly yep. ever. Yes, like love that game to death, and the concept of this was great because it gives you more backstory for Ellie. It um, fills in a couple of holes in the plotline. It sounds like a great idea, and it's it's just I don't know. I would be I would be one of the people that would argue that Last of Us didn't really need more story DLC. It kind of didn't, but if they were going to do it, this is the best way they could have done it. Sure, I guess um, is to fill in a gap, not even a required gap, a gap in the main storyline. And give some backstory before the game even happened. Sure. And the really weird thing about the DLC is that you know everything that's going to happen. Because yeah. everything that happens... Ellie happened, tells you before yeah, the end of the game what happens. Ellie tells you everything that happens. So you know exactly what's going to happen. But, um... So yeah, so... It's impeccably well made. Like, it's right up there with the best parts of... Like, in terms of visuals, voice acting, animation, design. Like, it's yeah. up there with the best bits of the original game like it looks there are moments where it looks amazing both Riley and Ellie are amazingly well voice acted their facial expressions are 
they're one of the few games I've ever seen that are on the right side of the Uncanny Valley. Like, you look at it and it looks like... Like, remember the tech they were touting for um, L.A. Noir, where they basically just played a movie on their face? Yeah. It it looks like that sometimes. Like, these look like real people, the way yeah. they're... Like, there's so many like, subtleties. Like The Last of Us did. Yeah, there's so many subtleties in their face that it's, it's, it's astounding, it really is. Um, but the... The two other parts that kind of of the trifecta of a video game, the the story part and the gameplay part, are just not fun. Mm-hmm. Like so, the the story parts, like obviously I can't spoil the story of it. Yeah. But um, the the current time, it's really weird. Like most of the time, I'm just trying to write this, but trying to describe the two time zones, like the past time and the current time. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Like the current time being the bit in the main story. The main bit, the current time, is just a kind of A to B, A to B to A travel journey over a small distance with nothing really happening and all just really being, and most of it being combat, which is not the best part of Last of Us. Like, there's these, like, the, the, the final scene in it is this huge big gunfight. Yeah. Which you think ends and then immediately starts again. And the huh. gunplay, especially as Ellie, who only has a pistol and a bow, that's not fun. It was it was incredibly difficult, even on normal. Sure, yeah. And it's just not fun at all. And then the past DLC, the past time bit is... I need to stop saying DLC. That's all I keep saying. The past time section is like 25% environment puzzles, 75% exploring... And the other seventy five percent is just exploring the, the the mall area that they keep going around in, and half the exploration is like just taking in all the stuff, listening to conversation between Ellie and Riley, um, getting bits and pieces of their backstory, and that bit's fine. And there's some some great moments in it that use that use the gameplay mechanics of The Last of Us in really interesting and cool ways. Like there's even like you don't fire a gun at all in the pa- in the, the past time. Yeah, from what I could tell, listening to people and reading stuff about it, the 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 like backstory part of it is mm. almost entirely like plot. Like, there's not a lot of stuff that yeah, happens. Yeah, like there there's there's stuff that happens, and a lot of the times, like when they start tweaking the mechanics, you know, in really cool ways, in really fun ways. I I I quite enjoyed it and was laughing sure. and really enjoying parts of it. But I didn't get the stuff they were touting about, like, this gives, like, the, the, it shows their relationship, uh, uh, the relationship between these two characters so well, and they, they feel like they've known each other forever, and, mm. like, this this was a real pivotal moment for Ellie. Like, I just didn't get any of that. Like, they, they, the, the whole back, the, the past time zone starts... And you know there's some argument that they had, but they never resolved what the argument was. There's a really undeserved... Obviously, they're going for some weird emotional moment in the middle, which I don't want to spoil, but it's just yeah, like... I know, I know what that is, right. and it was... Um, when I heard about it and I watched the scene and stuff like that, yeah. it didn't feel forced, but no. it, felt, it felt like... It almost felt like pandering... Because so, it was kind of because it was kind of like they know that the Last of Us was this big deal and this kind of like one of the best games of the generation and stuff like that. Yeah, so they thought they could. I think they thought they could shoehorn some sort of big issue 
into so the game. That's kind of how I felt about it because yeah. So if anyone's planning to play the DLC, I it's fourteen quid. I don't recommend you do until it goes on sale. It's only two hours long. That's the kind of summarising yeah. of what I'm saying here. But I'm about to spoil this section, which has been all around the web, so I don't feel too bad about it. So skip five minutes from here. So there's the whole part of this, the whole scene where, like, basically Riley's about to about to go off on a journey and leave Ellie behind, presumably where the title came from. And mm. there's a whole scene in, in in the music store where they're dancing at a table, and Ellie goes and kisses Riley when she Riley says that she wants to stay. Yeah. And like, they were they were obviously going for something there, yeah. but it felt totally undeserved and out of the blue. And didn't fit the characters. Yeah, this didn't is what I kind of thought. Scenery didn't fit the scene. Didn't fit anything. It just felt like it was. It, it was like you said. It felt like it was shoehorned in there. Yeah. And like the moment, like again, I keep harping on about this game. But when I went, when I was playing Gone Home, and you realise what that game is about, and the this the slightly not unusual but like non-standard relationship that evolves in that game. It yeah. feels natural. Like, you totally believe that she is in love with her classmate. Like, it's all there. Yeah. But for this, for that to happen, like, there's no, like, they don't ex- they don't attempt to explain why it happens. It's obviously, it's obviously supposed to be a spur of the moment thing, but there's no, like, backstory in the way up to that. There's no, they don't resolve it afterwards. Like, it just happens and then it moves on. Like, they don't, it feels like there's a whole section there that get lost. It just feels like there's a whole, or it it was yeah, or it was shoehorned in for some reason, like yeah. This is what I've. This is what I thought when I saw. So it. that it, that was. I mean, that was primarily one of the reasons why I just didn't like the DLC. It yeah, just sure. felt, and also like, so like I said, it's it was eleven ninety nine. I think in yeah, UK in something like that. UK money. Um, it's two hours long, two and a half maybe. Um, and I took my time, like I explored when you were supposed to explore. Yeah, it's two and a half hours long, and I, it, I, I am fine paying money for games that give me two hours worth of experience. But when it's that chopped up, half the game doesn't contribute anything to the story. The other half, there's not really gameplay, and and then the game just fucking ends. Like yeah. it just, it just, it doesn't even fade to black. Like it just cuts the blacks credits. And it fit like when it finished, and they they rolled the credits, and then immediately jumped back to the main menu. I went, "Oh shit, the game bugged or something." Like yeah. there was obviously another scene there to wrap this up, right? And went back and found it on YouTube. It was just like, "Nope, that's that is the last scene of the game," and it's like, and it, it feels like it's about to get going. It feels like the 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 punch is about to happen, and it just stops. It just like hard. I think that hard I, th- I think that even though you failed to write it, you've surmised how you why you think that that's bad quite well on this podcast. Yeah, it, I just I didn't get it, and then I went because I, I I purposefully didn't look at any reviews for it until yeah. I played it, and I I sat day it came out, played the whole thing from start to finish, and then went no I've missed something here, and then went back and read like three or four reviews, looked at forums and stuff like that, and everything I read at that point was like this is the best fucking thing ever. There was a couple of articles a couple of days later about the kiss and about how it was this pivotal moment in gaming, and you're just like, I didn't get any of this, and I felt, I felt stupid. I felt like I, I felt like I'd missed something. No, nah, you're. I th- I'd say that that yeah, that's a perfectly normal reaction. Like, yeah. there will be people who think it's amazing and all that sort of stuff, but 
I've not I've not played it, but I've seen a lot of it and what goes on and stuff like that, and I got exactly the same feeling from you as yeah. you did. Like I got that it was the the entire moment was just it, it felt felt forced, felt shoehorned for the reason that maybe Naughty Dog got a bit too big for their britches and thought that they could force some big like big gone home style thing into it to try and make it more emotionally deep or whatever yeah. but it didn't work because it just you got no backing from the characters and all that sort of stuff and i mean i i don't want to harp on about that bit like that is not the reason i didn't like this that's no, no, no. one of the reasons why i didn't like this the other bit of it is like one it's only two hours long and only about 25 percent of that is like what i would call new valuable content sure especially like half of it is just this a to b journey which serves no purpose apart from to provide you with combat opportunities, and um, the the actual story narrative bits are really nice and are really well done and really well acted. But the rest of it is just I just don't. It just felt pointless. It felt like we have forty five minutes worth of stuff that we cut from The Last of Us. We need to stretch that to two hours. So sure. let's add hundreds of combat scenes into it. Yeah, it just and going back to that game after a while one going back to a joe shock from the ps3 was horrific <laughs> like it was just this like i never i never had particularly a problem with the joe shock from the ps3 mm-hmm. but see after coming off a ps4 controller like this thing is this tiny like horrible yeah. stick just monstrosity um but that game was hard like the reason why it took me two and a half hours was because i kept dying because it that game is really hard and they just keep like that final gunfight um took me like no joke 10 15 attempts because you basically have a pistol with 16 ammo and a bow with four rounds and you're sure. just like like and that's it and they just throw guys at you who can kill you in two shots and you're just like mm. like it just feels it feels like they stretched out not a lot of content into 2 hours and sold it and it really disappointed me because i i've the utmost respect for Naughty Dog and what they do, this just feels like a cash-in. And it's really bad. <laughs> like, that that's what made me feel feel worse about it. Sure. Was that this came from Naughty Dog. Like, it just... Yeah, it, it's kind of... It's weird. Um, so, yeah, so that was that was the big one. Um, I mean, before we talk about Titanfall, was there anything specific you played? Um, not... Not specific, really. Um... I I went I went through the the process that being a PC gamer ha- happens to all of us every so often, which is uh, had to buy new parts for my computer. Oh yeah, I wondered if we were going to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. because so um, it was triggered by Titanfall. Actually, I booted up the Titanfall beta for the first time and uh, ran it and like ran it on the settings that the game thought was good for my machine. Yeah got out the first jump and went, man, this looks like ass. I was like, I don't want it to look bad. And I just got paid like a fair amount of money. I'm going to buy a new fucking graphics card. <laughs> so I went to my friend and said, I've got this much money to spend. Tell me what graphics card to buy. And he gave me the GTX 760. Sure. Which is a big number after some letters. So you know it's a good <laughs> graphics card. Yeah. Um, and like gra- Graphics cards need to sort out their numbering systems. I don't know. What like the... AMD are at least getting better at it, but Nvidia just don't. They just don't care. Yeah, like they, they just throw numbers at it, and it's... they've hit nine hundred about three or four times now, and then yeah. it's reset. It's just bizarre. 
So I did that and bought the new graphics card and was all excited when it came here and then opened up my computer to put in the new graphics card and realised that the card didn't fit in my case. <laughs> um, my case fit install 290mm graphics cards. Yeah. And the new graphics cards is 293 millimeters. Oh shit, it was only 3 millimeters. So right? I could fit it into the problem was there was a a hard drive uh, bracket in the way that I couldn't right. get rid of. And I, I tried fitting it in the bracket, like yeah. putting the graphics card into the bracket, but it would hit off and wouldn't go into the sure. uh, PCI port. So I had to buy a new case as well. And um then I had to do the process of pulling everything out of the old case. And put it into the new case. Yeah. But that was actually made incredibly easy by the case I bought. I bought a, a Corsair 300R. And the, the cases now, if you spend like a little bit of money, like over 40 quid, let's mm. say, you get really well-designed cases. Like cases oh, yeah, that definitely. have got like holes for your cables that help airflow and help manage everything. Yeah. And, like, the inside of my case looks sleek now. Like, it looked like a pile <laughs> of shit in my old one, where it was just yeah. cables everywhere and blah, blah. And, but now it's like, the cables are all hidden, you can actually see inside it and stuff, and it's... Does it have, it's a, really transparent, cool. does it have a transparent side? No, it's got mesh on it, oh. where you would, put, you would put extra fans if sure. you wanted to put extra fans if you were that mental. Sure. But, yeah, so you can see into it, and it looks really nice and stuff like that. And it was good, because my old case was, like, heap of shit. Yeah, so... It was um, really bad case that had like from a couple of months when i bought it the front fan had something wrong with it and made a really loud noise every time i put it up <laughs> it was just annoying but this one's like whisper quiet now and the case the the graphics card the, the the guy that i asked for the graphics card sent me a message saying if you need a new case get this one and i was sitting reading through it and i was like i wonder why he said this one specifically and there was a big line of text and in, in the specifications that said fits graphics cards of up to 500 millimeters and I Jesus. went, oh, right, I get it. Okay, sure. 500 mil is a big graphics card. Yeah, that's for, like, I don't know, like, Titans or something like that. I'm not really sure. Okay. But, um, so, yeah, I, I, he got it and he found this gem of a case that fits the new graphics card perfectly. So I installed that and now everything's really, really shiny. Sure. It's great. I um, ran uh, benchmarks and that sort of stuff and that was fine. But I did the, 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 the stupidest benchmark I did, which was I ran League of Legends. Uh, <laughs> oh, that for, high high graphic, graphically yeah, intensive. For the first time in two months, yeah, I ran League of Legends, and um, because like you, the test of a graphics card is if you go to League of Legends and uncap the frame rate, right, and turn off VSync and see what FPS you go to, right. And my old graphics card went to about eighty five, ninety FPS, right. Installed the new card, ran League of Legends, uncapped it turned off vsync went to 280 frames a second <laughs> yeah and i was like oh right okay so this is a vast improvement then to, you can't even see 280 frames a second like that's just, your eye can't, can't see 280 frames a second no human eye can barely see past i think it's 60 60 is so, about the limit yeah yeah you can't you, you shouldn't be able to tell the difference as a human being for 280 frames a second but the number was huge and i went yes my graphics <laughs> card works. This is a big number. This, this is a big number, and I know it works. So I did that, and I investment. ran the... It came with this NVIDIA software yeah. that scans your computer for all the games and then optimizes it based on your rig. Oh, yeah, I heard about this bit yeah, software. So I yeah. ran it, and it went, okay, we found these games. Let's. Uh, we will now tell you what we think the optimal setup for it was. So I ran through the list and stuff like that and hit the two big games I hit, which was uh, AC4 mm. and Skyrim. 
mm-hmm. and went to AC4 and it was like, here are your previous settings. And it was like, high, high, medium, low, blah, blah, blah. Like, middling settings. Yeah. Went, here's what the optimized settings are. Ultra high, ultra high, ultra high. Ultra. <laughs> I went, all right, sure. Optimize. Okay, we did that. Skyrim. High, 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 high. Here's what we think it should be. Mega high, mega high, mega high, mega high. <laughs> like, complete list down and went, okay, optimize it and ran... Ran, after running the benchmarks in League of Legends, I ran AC4, yeah. and my like, jaw hit the ground. Yeah, what does that game like, look like at ultra high? Holy shit, that game is incredible. <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus, that game is, like, gorgeous as fuck. It's, sure. like... I, I ran I, I ran about for a bit and then got into a jungle somewhere and got to a point where there was, like, a waterfall, a cliff. You could see the ocean and a ship and, mm. like, a little town and stood there mm. and just went, okay, I want to see what this is like. So it's, like gorgeous on my monitor and stuff like that it's like absolutely gorgeous things like that and the thing stayed at like solid like 60 frames a second sure i was like jesus christ this is amazing <laughs> like it just i couldn't understand how good it was it, it is it is a fantastic feeling when that happens like when you when one component can do that much for your yeah um, just for your system it, it boosted it so much and i, then I ran i ran skyrim and uh the same thing happened where, like, walked out into the open for the first time with, like, the HD texture mods and stuff yeah. like that on it. Ran out into the open for the first time. I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> this looks so much better. <laughs> Look how pretty the water is. Oh, my God. It was, uh, yeah, it, it was... It's really strange that the one I remember, like, from back in the day, it wasn't the first graphics card we ever had. No, it might have been. It might have been the first graphics card we ever probably got. It was a GeForce MX four forty. I remember that. Oh man! Um, and even even when we bought it, it was shit. Like even like at the time, it was like the most middling of middle cards you could possibly get. Well, yeah, because our father was a bit stingy when it no, came. It, no, I mean, he, he, at that point, he didn't see the need in paying for a graphics card. Like, it, sure. and I totally understand why he didn't. But the game that I remember like having that jaw drop moment was um, Star Wars Pod Racer. <laughs> Oh yeah! Do you remember that game? I remember that game. Yeah. And I remember playing that game in pure software at like played that game a lot, like fifteen frames a second or something like that. Yeah, and just yeah. like it looking like shit. And then you put that graphics card into it, and it instantly like all the textures looked better. It ran at like sixty. It was just incredible, and it was it yeah. was the same like kind of jaw drop moment. It's 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 really great when you have those moments. It's a pity it costs like how much is your card? Uh, like two hundred quid. Jesus. Oh, that's actually not bad for it's cards. It's not awful, yeah. That's I wasn't right. going to spend, like, stupid amounts of money. Yeah. Like, some of the people I know who spend ridiculous amounts of money on components. Sure. I just kind of, I said to him, I've got this much. I want a really good card for as much money as I'm willing to spend. Tell me what it is. And he said that. And I went, sure. okay, sure. And did it. And he was right, because it works perfectly. The one thing I was worried about was that when I plugged in the card, that my power supply wouldn't be able to handle it. Oh, yeah, yeah, of I was course. like, oh, shit, have I, like, fucked up with PSUs and, like, not yeah, that? Yeah. But it seems to be fine. I thought no. I'd fucked it up because I booted it up for the first time and it went, uh, please plug in your PCI power cables. And I went, I thought I had. So I opened it up and I plugged one of them in. I plugged in the 6-pin but not the 8-pin. Ah, uh, sure. And I went, okay, so it wants the 8-pin. So I plugged in the 8-pin and it went, no, please plug in your PCI. And I went, wait, does it want both? To put both in? <laughs> yes. And I went, yep, that's fine. Yeah, like, I've, what? I, I've never card won both power supplies because so, there are so, like some older cards only take the six, yeah. and that extra two is like an, it plugs on to the the six, and then it pl- the whole thing plugs in. Sure, it's it's weird, but yeah, um, I've had no problems with the power supply so far. And then you, you you hooked up the drives wrong. Yeah, I that was that was when I was um, 
when I tried to fit the card into the old case initially, uh, I had to move the the SATA the SATA ports the SATA connectors between the hard drives and the motherboard. Yeah, because it was getting in the way of the PCI port. Yeah, so I had to unplug those, and then when I plugged them back in, I swapped them over and got them the wrong way around. <laughs> So when yeah. I booted up the computer initially, it came back and the BIOS just kind of went, ah, oh, master boot error, we can't find Windows. Yeah, it was, as, went, like, as, uh... as, soon, as soon as you came on Facebook and was like, what, what's an MBR error? And it's went, like, in my head, this went, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, don't like, wanna, I don't wanna have to tell him this, but okay. I was like, oh shit, have I like majorly fu- I've, like, fucked the motherboard or have I screwed yeah. the BIOS or something like that? And I was like, shit, what have I done? And I was like, Maybe I've just, like, fucked something up with the plug in, so I just swapped them around on a whim, and then I went, cool, we're all yeah, good. Like, I'm, I'm so glad great. you worked that out before I told you to fix the MBR, because you would have properly fucked your hard drive, probably, at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Right, so, when I was, so when I was swapping stuff out of the case, I had a big bit of paper, and yeah. wrote everything down that I was, sure. like, doing, saying, this plugged into here, this plugged in here, make sure we get it right when we do it over. And me and my flatmate just sat for about an hour, what, like, uh, when the case came. Yeah. Like, just shifting everything over. Sure. And, I th- I th- yeah. I, I assume once you've got... I mean, I've never had to... Have I had to move cases? No, I don't think I have. I think any time I've had to move cases, I've also had to move motherboard. But I'm assuming moving to a new case is a lot more straightforward than... Because everything's on the motherboard, right? So you just yeah, lift the, the motherboard the only thing that, that, that it's It's kind of like building a new computer. The only difference is you don't have to install the processor or the RAM because they just stay on the board. Which which are the two kind of hard things. The most pants-wettingly nervous moments of building. The processor particularly is the most terrifying moment. So so when I built the machine I'm on now, um, when I moved to like, it's a Core i5 I think I've got. Yeah, Um, that's probably about right, yeah. Yeah, the, the... the heatsink and the, the on those things is totally different from anything I've ever used before. It's and it's got, the it's the Intel fan thing where it's yeah like the, the pins pop, yeah, have an arrow on them because Dad did this initially when he built the computer that's in the study right now. Yeah, which is the the pins have got an arrow on them, which makes you think okay when you're installing it you push them and turn them yeah and that'll lock it onto the motherboard. No, yeah. the turn is actually to get them off the motherboard that so, snaps the pin. And brings it so when you get it off the motherboard, to put it on the motherboard, all you do is push down. So I, but, I, I yeah. had the, I had the problem where like I, I I was popping the pins in, but you do have to turn them to lock them. Do you? Yeah, because because that, sure? that was the problem I had because I kept I, I was because the the bottom of the pins is like the kind of plastic separated bits that pop through the holes in the motherboard and out at the back, so it locks them in. So I was popping the pins in, like, the two top ones, and the two bottom ones were coming out, and I would put the bottom ones in, the top ones were coming out. And basically what I discovered was, you push them in, and I wasn't twisting the pins round in that arrow far enough. Oh, sure. Because they, they've they got, like, a curve on them, and then a 90-degree yeah. angle. And I thought you just had to turn it a little bit, but you have to properly yeah, rotate that thing, that thing yeah. right round and then it locks the pins in so I was sitting there like rocking this heat sink backwards and forwards going ah fuck this ah fuck this this is all horrible Yeah, and I just hadn't turned it far enough but yeah, yeah. like putting that processor in and snapping that heat sink on are just terrifying ter- it's terrifying it reminds me of uh, building old computers where you used a lot more brute force in older oh, computers, yeah. like get, getting RAM in and stuff like that back in the old days was like fucking yeah. hard as shit. And um, yeah, but now everything's so precise and it's all clips and stuff like that. Brute yeah. force isn't used as much, but you have to brute force those things onto the motherboard yeah, and that definitely. terrifies you. Oh yeah. 
the, yeah. the, other, the other moment um, when I felt really, really old was um, when I built my new, when I built my newer machine. I was just like, oh, I've got a DVD drive. I don't need to buy another one, and just took it out, went to put it in the other one, and I plugged the sac, uh, plugged the the IDE cable in the back of the DVD drive, put the DVD drive, yeah, the DVD drive in the box, and was sitting with the ID, the other end of the IDE cable, going, "There's no IDE ports in this motherboard." Yeah. Since, yeah. Did did do you not use DVD? Are they like have like no, phased no. out optical ports? No, DVD Sad. drives that use SATA now, like. Yep. Didn't know that. I had no idea. <laughs> had to go order a new DVD drive, and it was just a SATA thing in the back of it. I was like, fuck. Yeah. So a, everything's SATA these days. Yeah. Just everything is. Well, like when I opened the motherboard, and there was like twenty SATA ports on the motherboard. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay. The, the thing, the thing I had is the new case that I've got comes with USB three on the front IOs. Yeah, me and, too. And um, it comes with that block. So instead of having to like plug in the USBs on the the prongs oh, on the motherboard the little fiddly jumper board yeah jumper thing. you've got yeah. this block that's supposed to plug into somewhere on your motherboard and i just kind of like was sitting when i put the case in and everything was on it i was like okay my motherboard doesn't have this uh i guess i don't have front ios and just kind of threw it to the side and didn't sure. worry about it like i've got the front uh audio ios work i just have two usb front uh, ports on the front that don't work but it's so you don't whatever you don't have i you don't have usb ios on the motherboard no, I do. I've got uh, like six USB IOs on the actual motherboard itself. It's the front IOs on the case. Yeah. Have a a block thing that you, that doesn't plug into anywhere on my motherboard because of how USB three works on front IOs. Now oh, it just kind of works right. like there's this thing that you just plug on to somewhere. It's on my like motherboard. six pins or something like that now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a weird thing, and yeah. like it, it doesn't exist on my motherboard. So I went, okay, I don't have front IOs. And I was like, yeah, fair whatever. Enough. Okay, fair enough. They break anyway. Um. But, yeah. Yeah. So I built. I basically built my old computer again, except with a new shiny. Yeah, and the new and shiny makes it run cool. Cool. So one of the things you made it run really shiny of, and I was I was debating telling you this, but fuck it, I might as well. After you went and bought your new graphics card, I was just on Twitter somewhere, and somebody was talking about the fact that the Titanfall beta didn't have the textures fully turned up. <laughs> oh no, no, I know, I know. I okay. Know <laughs> the, I know that the beta was um, beta is beta, and like you weren't going to get full textures and all that sort of stuff like that. But it was also like running AC4 at 40 frames a second on medium right, seconds okay. and all that sort Fair of enough. stuff and I just, I just I felt like I needed it and it, it was when you said like oh it was because Titanfall looked like shit and I was like yeah well, Titanfall supposed to look like it, shit it was that that triggered it but I right. went back and thought about it and then just kind of went nah it'll look like ass because it's a beta and it won't yeah. have all the textures in and blah 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 but then when you when the seed gets planted in your head and you start playing other games you realise that stuff's starting to chug and you're oh, like totally. I yeah. could do with an update here sure it was yeah so um, it was triggered by Titanfall, but it wasn't the the main driving force behind it. Sure. So so yeah, we played the Titanfall beta. We did, um, yeah. I I basically got one day out of the beta. Um, I played for a few hours. Few yeah, I think I I played for just under the same time that you did. I think I played a couple hours after you left. So basically, um, so I I, I don't think we need to explain what Titanfall is. Anyone nah, listening to this knows what to. the game is. Um, so they ran a beta from I think it was over a weekend. Or was it? It week? was from it was from a Friday to a Wednesday. Yeah, they I had think to they, do an extra, they had to do an extra day because the servers were fucked on a Friday. Yeah, but um, that game is fun as shit. Yes, <laughs> that game, that is game really is really fun. fun. It it's been a long like I was saying while we were playing. It's been a long, long time since I played a shooter like a straight up first person shooter in the face shooter. Yeah, like Bioshock was the last game I think that I played that was a first person, and that wasn't really a first person shooter. No. Um. 
You've not, it, had, you've, you've, not, you've not played the Call of Duties where people jump off of buildings in 360 no-scope and stuff like that? Yeah. I and have. That, but and it, that, was, that was the thing, like, that there was definitely a lot of elements of Call of Duty in there. Like, you could tell, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. you could tell that was the ex-Call of Duty guys that are making the, this game. The fact that there's, like, loadouts and stuff like that, and that the Titans are just a very elaborate kill streak bonus and all that sort of stuff. But. Sure. But it, it, it's like it takes all the elements of Call of Duty and does it in really smart ways. Oh, like, yeah. the, like, rather than the Titans just being a kill streak bonus, you're going to get a Titan in four minutes. But if you kill people, you'll get it maybe in two, maybe in one, yeah. depending on what you're doing. That's that's a really cool idea. I really like that idea. My, my record was I managed to get Titanfall like a minute 20 into a game. That's pretty good. That just pretty by good. like running at people and just seeing what would happen <laughs> and got Titanfall. And, um, and the Titans themselves are really cool. Like the Titans are the Titans are really awesome and feel really good to control. Yes. They feel like as someone who appreciates Stumpy Mech games, hmm. you know that like sometimes they don't control all that well. Sometimes yeah. they just lump husks and all that. But you feel mobile when you're using the Titans. And you they, feel like you move. they look mobile as well. Like they're really ill animated. Yeah, they are. Which I thought like it feels like they're weighty, but it feels like they're they're mobile. It feels like they're they, they feel like there's somebody controlling them. It, it feels it feels really really cool. Yeah. There was a couple of things in there that really surprised me that I hadn't heard death about. Like the fact that you can set your Titan when you call it to an AI follow mode. Which was really useful, which plays mm. a couple of really useful tactics, like when you had the domination mode, most of the domination points are in a building, so you would maybe jump at the Titan and set it to guard, and then jump in the building. That was the tactic, that's a lot of people yeah. using. Yeah. Um, just a bunch of stuff like that. But the Titans are not, like, game-winning things. Like, no, not at all. They you, are... can take them, you can take them down fairly easily. Yeah, fairly if, easy. if, you're, if you're committed to it, or you get a bunch yeah. of people, if you get two or three pilots... At once, trying to take down a Titan, they will go down yeah. pretty, pretty readily. But yeah, I just thought it was really fun. The thing, um, the thing that makes the, the thing that actually I think is a, a step up compared to other like Call of Duty style first person shooters and all that sort of stuff, is that you feel you feel really maneuverable and stuff like that when you're in the Titan. But when you're a pilot, you feel this like over like amazing sense of freedom because of the free running and oh, the, like, yeah, the jump yeah. pack the like free running and the jump pack stuff just open up so much to that game and you feel I, like you can go anywhere at any point and you can run up it's the free running is just it's unbelievable how good that is and it's like, when you manage to do these great like chained like it seems really easy like it reminded me of like it's very mirror's edge the way yeah. it feels but it feels easier to chain stuff together like the way you can like wall run and then jump Jump oh, off yeah, the, the wall, run, the, then double the jump doing to the, another one. Doing the like, um, killing a die, killing a guy, turning around to call in, to call Titanfall, which yeah. comes in in five seconds, and using like the the like gap of a wall in front of you to like bounce between walls and jump as your Titan lands, and then embark on your Titan as you're falling. You feel yeah. like absolutely awesome when oh, yeah. that sort of thing happens, and it's when, it's when your it's, Titan like grabs you out of midair and shoves you. He grabs you and just shoves you into the chest and stuff like that. Oh. It's, it just feels incredible. It's great. It's um, so my favorite moment while we were playing it was actually not while we were playing it. So you were gracious enough to invite me to the party that had like a bunch of reasonable people who were talking to each other in voice chat, and it was it was yeah. really really cool fun. And then once you guys are left, I was like, I'll play a couple more games before before I disappear. And I said, I Did you get called a noob. I ran. So this is exactly what happened. I launched. So after the party dissipated, I just jumped straight back into multiplayer. I was like, yeah, just give me anything. I just want to play more. Um, got put in a team. Got put in a team. Went into a game. 
I think no, I think I started in like halfway through a game or something yeah. like that. Um, played for like two, three minutes. Game ended. We ended up back in the lobby. One of the guys in my in my team was on voice chat, which I didn't know. One of the guys in my team jumped on voice chat, and um, apologies for language, but the guy went on, "You're all a bunch of faggots." Left. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh yeah, this is Call of Duty." Yeah, this. <laughs> I remember this now. Is Call of Duty players. Yeah, and it was. It was just, it was that, it was that moment of realisation where I was like, oh yeah, the internet is a dick. I remember now. Um, and it was a totally different experience from playing with actual people. It was, oh, yeah. um... There's a, there's a reason why that, uh, I feel one of the best moments in my life is meeting the people that I've met in university through the Land Society, because they're all decent, nice, normal, funny people that yeah. I can sit and play video games with and I don't have to put up with these fucking idiots in pub servers. Completely. It's... It, it was just that, it was just that, um, like, because that was the, the whole time we were playing, um, it felt, it felt really good and it felt like a, felt like a modern game, it felt like there was new stuff happening, it, this all felt really, really awesome. Yeah. And then that happened and it brought yeah. me straight back down to reality. <laughs> went, you got, you got brought back to the ground hard. It was, oh yeah. yeah. It was exactly, it was like, yeah, it was just horrible. I was like, oh. was a, this is the this is the reason that the Xbox One comes with a headset is so people can do that. Yeah, exactly. Like like I've been playing a lot of um, like I've said many times in the podcast, I've been playing a lot of Warframe, and anytime like I keep voice chat on because every now and then you meet players like a four a three man team that you join that are actually talking to help. Yeah, like it's one of the few games where like. Like out of the the like twenty five percent of people that are talking, but seventy five percent of those people are genuinely useful. But every now and then you'll just turn up and there'll just be some guy spitting abuse into the microphone, or or the wonder of the fact that the P, uh, the PS four camera, the original firmware on the PS four, you couldn't switch the microphone off if you had the camera plugged in. Oh yeah, sure. So it was permanently on. So the amount of warframe, like a surprising amount of warframe games I dropped into, and it was just like babies crying. Like just the whole, like yeah. start to finish, yeah. whole twenty minutes is babies crying, and it's relatively switched voice chat back off again. But um, yeah, it's just it 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 reminded me like, and it it made the really bad thing is it made me debate pre ordering that game. Like I went, I really like this. I am probably going to pre order this game, and then I went, then that happened, and I was like, I yeah, knowing, knowing that knowing that I'll have a group of people who will be playing it, I pre ordered it, but. Like, I can understand why, as a person who has to put up with pub servers and yeah. idiots and all that sort of things, that you'll just, you might not, but it's a really, really cool game. And it's I think awesome. it's I think it's a, it's a good step for first-person shooters. Definitely. I mean, because... I, I have pre-ordered it. Just so you know, oh, yeah, that's fine. I have pre-ordered it. That's um... why, if you want, if you want, I keep, I, I come back to this, if you want an environment where people are on voice chat talking to help one another and coordination all that sort of stuff you need to play a MOBA because <laughs> if you get a group of people who you actually know and like and trust there is no better feeling than having a coordinated five man team on any MOBA but it, is the, it is the best feeling in a video game ever but if you join a pub server you're just gonna if you join a pub server everybody else on the team is an idiot right. yeah sure it's oh yeah, but no, the Titanfall is a really cool game. I'm yes, really Titanfall's great. March eleventh, fourteenth, fourteenth, fourteenth for us. Yeah. For us. Um, well, I don't know if it's fourteenth for us because I pre-ordered it 
a couple of days ago, and the origin page said eleven. So maybe it's all getting unlocked. Pretty sure at the same it's fourteen time. for the UK. Okay. Did you cool. pre-order it through Origin? I think so. Oh, don't do that. They like wicked overpriced or stuff. No, no, no. It's it's not through Origin. I'm guessing an Origin key. But oh, right, I'm sure, not pre-ordering it through Origin. Yeah, that's good. Um, we'll see who comes out that week. We'll see who comes out the fight between Titanfall and Dark Souls Two. Oh shit! We'll is Dark Souls Two that week? Yep. Jesus. Oh well, Titanfall's gonna win, right? Well, there's gonna. I don't be, know. There, there are, are there are a lot of people who have convinced themselves that Dark Souls One is like the best video game ever. But not as many who would play. Uh, no, there's. I I'm willing to bet you money now that Titanfall will outsell Dark Souls Two by a substantial margin. Oh yeah, no, 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 it will. I'll I'll give you that. Like Titanfall right. will outsell Dark Souls Two. It's just that I think more people will end up talking about Dark Souls Two because there yeah. is a lot. There is a large majority of the internet who have convinced themselves maybe not to the actual reasons of the video game but have convinced themselves that Dark Souls is the best thing ever and like they love it and blah 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 and all that sort of stuff when it doesn't really deserve it but it's um, and they'll go nuts and they're very vocal people the people who love Dark Souls are very vocal oh totally I'm pretty sure Titanfall will outsell it but it will still be like on the internet there'll be a battleground I'm pretty sure oh yeah totally um, and it's so weird that in the same week, two games at the complete polar opposites mm-hmm. of the game spectrum come out yep. at the same time. Um, you've I mean, got you've got three sixty no scope Call of Duty. <laughs> all those people going for Titanfall, and then the people who think that Dark Souls is hard and therefore is a good game that will be buying Dark Souls too. Sure, it's, uh, it's I don't know. Um, so yeah, so the other thing I did, I just remembered. Um, so on Saturday, Saturday, yeah, um, I had my girlfriend over, and we just basically did not much for most of the day. Um, apart from we're now on eighty-two point seven percent completion for Marvel Lego superheroes. I keep seeing achievements popping up for Lego <laughs> Marvel on your Facebook, and it's oh, like, that's great. Um, yeah, that the game's like, what was, you got all the characters from like the Outlanders or something like that. The the Serious Six or whatever it is, like oh, it's like Doc something. Ock and all these vicious these villain people. Doc Ock and Craven and all those. Yeah, people. and I unlocked Deadpool. Like that was the last thing oh, I did good. last night. I unlocked Deadpool, so I'm looking forward to playing that. Um, but yeah, eighty two percent, and we're hitting the limit of stuff we can actually do. Like the races in that game are just completely fucked. Sure. Like, completely fucked. Like you can't. The flying controls are nowhere near nuanced enough to be able to do those races. It's fucking horrible. Um, but the only other thing we did on Saturday was we watched a lot of the Olympics, the Winter Olympics. The Winter Olympics. Yeah, like we just had like because the PS4 has got a BBC Sport app, and it basically oh, yeah, sure. it basically get taken over by the Winter Olympics. So you just go on, and it's like yeah, there's curling, the curling finals happening, and then fucking, we, just... we can't escape curling as a family, can we? Why? Do you, you not remember that time in? I think it was Rome. It was on one of the holidays, one of the family holidays, where the only English-speaking channel was Eurosport. Right. And at the time we were there, it was the Curling World Championships. Oh, shit, so us, I remember so that. So us as a family became very intimately familiar with curling. Yeah. And yeah. we can't escape it from now on. Every time that I'll look at any, like, sport channel or anything, it's always curling. Well, because basically... I can't get out of it. Basically, Great Britain, that was our big thing this year, was curling. Like, that was it. It Did we not that... also do like bob and stuff like that? Like yeah, skeleton like, bob we were in the stuff. we were in the the bobsleigh and we were in oh I'm totally blanking. We won silver and something else, some downhill ski thing. But um, 
but yeah, so BBC Sport, the PS4 app is was really cool. It just gave you like, here's all the stuff happening now. Here's like three minute clips of all the highlights. Here's somebody breaking their leg on the the, the downhill. There was a gif that was going around the internet of. Um, oh, I saw. It. Yeah, that. Did was, you see yeah. it? Fuck, yeah. that was fishy. Oh, that was, was that horrific. was painful to watch. Um, so we were watching like curling and the downhill ski. There was slalom stuff going on. There was the bobsleigh and. It was it was awesome. Like I don't watch sport, but the Winter Olympics was really fun to watch. I sure. watched the whole bunch of stuff, and then uh, girlfriend went home, and I was I was sitting there, and I was like, I really want to play from SSX. And oh, I've played sure. a lot. I've seen a lot of snowboarding happening over this. And is this why you said you wanted to plug in your PS2? So I wanted to get yeah, because oh, okay. I really like the new SSX game, the PS3 SSX game, but it's mm-hmm. no SSX3. Start, like no. it's just not SSX3. It's like, oh, I wonder if I could plug my PS2 in. Do I have the cables? Does my TV take a scart? How do I go about doing this? And then I was like, no, it's it's too much hassle. I think our I think our PS2 will be gobbed at this point. So it works seventy five percent of the time if you put it vertically. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, the the I, old the old I've heard if you turn this vertically, it works better. Trick. It totally works. works. It totally yeah. works. Um, so I haven't. So you were actually... using that to play. What was it? Silent Hill Four. Yes, like uh, last year or something like that. Yeah. Uh, no, there was something else as well. Um, yeah, it might be Silent Hill Four. Yeah, I think I was I was playing that. But um, and also like my one remaining PS2 controller that works is on the verge of dying. Sure. So I decided not to, but I might, and it's going to look really weird because I've got the PS2, but PS3 is on its side at the side of my unit now. And with my PS4 in the actual unit, it's going to be like three generations of PlayStation sitting on my unit all plugged in at once. Um, it was weird. But yeah, I might go back and play some S6-3 because that sure. game was fucking awesome. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Um, and also, potentially... Tricky. No, no, no. Uh, some Guitar Man in there as well. Ah, uh, yeah, sure. With the new speaker system. I like, played the, the PSP version of Guitar Man at the LAN once. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot And it that. was... It was sadly disappointing. Really? Like, no, it's still Guitar Man, and Guitar Man's amazing. Like, I love yeah. Guitar Man and all that sort of stuff. But the one thing that pissed me off was that it's none of the Japanese versions of the songs. So, like, uh, oh yeah, wait. So, was the, did they like, do a different version of the songs? Well, it's like English singing. So, like, stage two. So, flying to your heart. Yeah, is in English, and so, that ruins it. <laughs> it was in English in the PS2 version. Not our version, was it? Yeah, it was. So I remember us having this, so this why, conversation. Why, I, why am I more intimately familiar with the Japanese version? Because why do de- I know the words to the Japanese version and not the English version? Because the demo version was in Japanese. Ah, right. The okay, demo version sense. had stage two, and that was in. I realised that any like we've kind of gone off the fact to do the podcast here. We're just fucking talking at this point. That's but, kind of what we do anyway. Um, yeah. So the demo for Guitar Man was stage two, and it was the Japanese vocals. Right, which we okay, played to sure. death before that game came out, and then the actual version came out, and we started playing it, and they burst into English lyrics, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on? This is not yeah. that game." Because um, I, I, I know the I know the Japanese lyrics inside out for that song, but I don't yeah, know me the too. English ones. And I don't know why, and that that would um, make sense, I guess. Like I played the demo so many times that when the the I got the full game, like I played the second stage once, like I never played it again. Um, I think that's it. the second stage music's really good. It's great, like, but I'd played it so much I never wanted to see it again. Ever. Sure. That's true. Um, 
So yes, I when we finished here, I might go crack my PS2 out. The other thing I discovered, which again, we're just talking shit at this point. Of but, course. Uh, the other thing I discovered was I know all the lyrics to the Sonic Heroes theme. Oh wow! Like all of them, and like uh, because it, it randomly came up. It came up today actually because I, I had some friends around playing um, Smash Brothers. Yeah, and. Um, I've set it. I've set. I've set the music sliders in that game so that on the Sonic stage, it only ever plays Emerald Hill Zone from Sonic Two, Sonic Boom from Sonic CD, or the the Sonic Heroes theme. Yep. And the Sonic Heroes theme started playing, it and I found myself just like mouthing the words like perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how I know it so well, but I just do. It's that. Um, oh, was it Sonic Hero? Was it the Green Hill Zone theme that we played for? Just- no, that's Seaside Hill. Seaside Hill, yeah. Seaside Hill was the one that we know. Yes, that that I know the theme as well because the theme's like the theme's like uh, ni- like nineteen nineties kicking rad like music <laughs> style thing. It, and was, it was yeah. It, it's weird that like I hear I hear real world music and go that's a Sonic theme. Like it's oh, yeah, like yeah. it's like a genre all of its own that doesn't really exist outside of. Of the games, except did in a you, couple of key did you moments. See the tra- did you see the trailer for the new Sonic game? By the way, <laughs> should we can, can we use this, oh. use this to transition into news? Because this is kind of news. Yeah, we should probably transition to news. So we'll use we'll use this segue here. This this calm, oh. effortless, effortless segue. Professionalism, you and effortless see segue. See if we could. I would play the trailer music over this now, but the problem is it, we would get sued, copyrighted. But so so, I, so let's go I, back. Take a step back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Sega announced the new Sonic game, Yoon. Yes, they did. They announced the new Sonic game, and it's called Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom, yes. I can't remember the pun title, yes. It's not a pun, it's just a direct reference to the title of (laughs) uh, the theme song from Sega CD. So, we've got a character that goes really fast, and he's called Sonic. What should we got? Sonic Boom, done. It's also also the name of the theme from Sonic CD. And this is one of their flaws that I'll get to. I also... I, just before you continue, I Sorry. can't believe that Sonic Boom, they haven't done a game called Sonic Boom up till oh, now. me neither. But yeah. Sorry, continue. So, they're releasing a new Sonic game and it's called Sonic Boom. And it's um, it's also accompanied by an animated cartoon for the Cartoon Network. Oh, is that a Cartoon Network cartoon? Yeah, it's Cartoon wow. Network okay. TV cartoon that they also released a trailer for. Uh, it looks very much like a CG Sonic cartoon and that it doesn't look very good. But... <laughs> That um, that old eighties, eighties, early nineties Sonic oh, early, cartoon. If you're talking about Sonic Underground, that's yes. 90s. Yeah. yeah, that was bad enough to be okay. No, that was that. I'll give you that. That was so bad it was good. But, yeah, but that was mainly because the theme to Sonic Underground was legitimately amazing. But oh yeah, yeah. We'll not get into that. So continue. There is this new trailer called Sonic Boom, and it's uh, the trailer for the game is it's. It's weird for a Sonic game. It's a lot of t- it's a lot of talk of like the Chaos Emeralds and all that sort of stuff. So it's like a Sonic and all that sort of stuff, and like they, it's like they discover this new land that's limitless potential and blah blah blah. And they give a shot of the the Sonic crew. They've stripped away all the B C D ear ta- like characters like Bigs the Cat and all those fuckers. But so they've they've reduced it down to Sonic Knuckles, Tails, and Amy, which yes. is fine. The shot that they have, which I'm going to make you put, like, uh, one of the shots from Sonic, the Sonic Boom trailer as a post. I'm going to attach the trailer to this. Right. And Tails and Amy look fine. They look absolutely fine. Sonic and Knuckles look like deformed messes. Like, look absolutely... Their legs are way too long, and they're, like... 
their their bodies are disproportionate and they look so bad it's, it's unbelievable i don't know why they would do that but... so sonic's got like like a uh, boxing tape around all of his hands and feet and, and, and a nathan scarf. Drake scarf yes the nathan drake scarf is also oh, I, interesting. I, I went for a hipster scarf and i was describing it to people but yeah it's like a nathan drake and style like, knuckles is huge and he's got the tape as well and all like that. knuckles is basically triangular at this point like, yeah he's just, it's like... really weird the best post i saw about it was there was a a comparison of sonic leg sizes throughout the ages i saw that yeah and it was like so here's here's what it was like and compared to the images and like okay so this is gonna this sonic boom game is gonna get released i think it's either this year or next year yeah and this is his leg size if we extrapolate this to when they release the next sonic game if leg size continues to increase his legs are longer than the rest of his body yep and it's stupid as all hell like i I showed this this trailer to one of my friends at the last lan who's a big sonic fan like he speedruns Sonic 2 and 3, like, sure. off the back of his hand, knows that game inside out, like Sonic, all that sort of stuff. And he was, like, almost physically ill at this trailer. <laughs> but the, I... main, the main problem with this trailer <laughs> was that um, they, were set, they, were, they were doing their trailer thing, they were, like, building up the hype and all that sort of stuff. Cut to first instance of actual gameplay, and music cuts out. Someone, like, jumps or hits the ground or something like that, and, and it's like, also, before you, before you go, like, Sorry. up till this point, it has been some Sonic-ass Sonic music. Oh, yeah, like, it's, it's been... like, calm Sonic music, yeah. but it's Sonic music nonetheless. Music cuts out, guy, like, lands or punches a robot or something like that, and it's like, bang, hit you in the face with Skrillex. Yeah, like, and you like, just start... And it's not even like, like, Skrillex has made this track for Sonic. Like, it's just bangerang. It's, it's bangerang. And they just started playing bangerang for the last, like, minute of the trailer, and... You're like, I don't know why they're playing Bangarang in a Sonic trailer. Like, it, and it's, like my 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 fr- my friend like threw the headphones off at this point. He said, "Is that Skrillex?" <laughs> and I went, "Yes." They put Skrillex in a Sonic trailer, threw the headphones off, and walked away. I was like, I, I, I don't get why when when they call a game Sonic Boom, all you need to do is just do a remastered version of the song Sonic Boom from Sonic yeah, CD. Like that's your remastered version of that. You get twenty million pre-orders instantly. In a second, you get pre-orders because yeah. everybody goes, "Oh, I know that song. That's going to be awesome." And it's uh, that Just, trailer. That's so infuriating. But the, so the thing I liked about the, the trailer, like there was a lot I liked about the trailer, but Ooh. like as a whole, horrific conglomeration of ev- all everything you've just said. Yeah, it kind of does represent Sonic. Like it's got this. Like every part of it was like the visuals look like they're ripped from Deviant Art. Yep. The trailer itself looked like like one like one of the anime music videos that was popular in like the late nineties, early two yep. thousands that used to download off Kazaa and you would take like game footage and put uh Lincoln Park on top of it. Like it just it felt like that. It felt it was, like yeah. it felt like twenty it's like, a sad it, felt state like, for something. it felt like fifty people who really like Sonic, like like Drive Club Man really like Sonic put made this trailer and then was like, well, what's really cool right now? Skrillex. We want hipster scarves and Skrillex dubstep and uh, cool looking characters and terrible video editing. Yeah. And it all just came together in this trailer. I just remember you calling on going, just just, just go watch this trailer. I'm like, it's a fucking yeah. Sonic trailer. No, no, just, just, just go watch, watch this trailer. Yeah. And I, like, I was at work when you sent the trailer, I was having my lunch, and I burst out laughing to the point where the people around me went what the fuck are you yeah, watching it's like, unbelievable that that thing is a it, sonic trailer it is terrible 
but amazingly terrible. Like, we'll link it, it in the post. You should yeah, all go watch it. It's it's, it's awesome. <sighs> um, it's so a yeah, sad state for Sonic. It really anyway. is. It really is. But I, again, I don't know what they can do with Sonic these oh, days. I don't know either. But like, I really don't. Whatever. Like even even like the people I know who were Sonic fans, like none of them have played any of the new Sonics at all. The only like, good one was like uh, Generations. Like Generations I, is a legitimately good game, but like the rest of them are all really bad. Yeah, like the I think Sonic CD was the last good 3D one. I think. Um. Again, that's up for debate, but yeah, I guess. You know, um. Oh God, yeah, it was terrible. Um. So, news-wise, uh, there's a bunch of stuff we didn't get to cover last episode because we were short in time. Did you read this Tales of Fantasia stuff? Tales the, of Fantasia? The, the iOS Android remake of Tales of Fantasia? No. So, it's it's kind of an abomination. Like, there was an article on Touch Arcade that um, was probably one of the, the best resources for this whole debacle, but it's... Uh, which I highly recommend you go read. But it's basically... So they, they, they put out Tales of Fantasia as a f- free-to-play game. So Tales of Fantasia is an old... I want to say SNES? Tales of Fantasia? Yeah. Uh, I think it's I'll a double SNES. double check that. Yes, SNES original. Um, and it's a Square Enix... Old Square Enix RPG. Is like, it Square Enix or is it yep, Square? It's... Well, it was Square at the time, but yeah. published by Square Enix now. Um... And so, like we've we've mentioned on here before, but Square are terrible at pricing. They're really bad at iOS ports. <laughs> so, but not just that, like the pricing of them, like Final yeah, Fantasy VI was like eleven pound or something like that, which yeah. is bizarre. So this is free. Mm-hmm. This is a free remake of Tales of Fantasia. Sure. Um, and there's a number of things wrong with it, but the main one being that they've. It's, it, it feels kind of like somebody took somebody at Squeaky Enix went and looked at a free-to-play game and went these things are doing pretty well we should take some of these ideas and try and implement them in sure. a nice way and then completely fucked it up so there's stuff like is it lo- like is it like the EA school of free-to-play oh, yeah. games or oh yeah oh, okay sure right oh, f- oh yes so uh, for like Again, a couple of stuff in the article, like, the, the controls are just terrible. Um, they've done a terrible job of porting the controls over. Um, it it needs to be always online. Ugh. Uh, you can't play or save the game unless you're online. Ugh. That's, oh, that's yeah. bad. So already we're not doing particularly well. Yeah, this isn't good already, sure. You get a daily login bonus. It's uh, not the worst thing in the world. It's not the okay. worst thing, but it's like, okay, that's one of the things you took from free-to-play games. That's fine. Um, so you get a login bonus, and then there's an in-app purchase system. Um, so, so so one of the things you get is a... One of the new items you get that wasn't in the original game is this thing called the Miracle Orb, which sure. basically... It's basically like a like a continue. So like if you die in combat, you can use the miracle orb and bring your entire party back to life, and right. you you actually Not have better terrible. starts and stats. Sorry, to hopefully Not get terrible, through the battle. Right, you get one use of this thing. Right, they hand you this thing like and say here. This is awesome thing. You should totally use this. They then, 
I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but basically, you get to the first proper boss fight, and the boss just annihilates you. Like, completely and utterly annihilates you, and goes, hey, maybe you should use that Miracle Orb thing I gave you. It's like, oh yeah, you should. Do you bring yourself back up? Boss kills you again. Like, completely trounces you again. And then says, oh, it'd be great if you had one of those Miracle Orbs again, wouldn't it? You could buy one for 99p if you want. And you're just like, eh, no, thank you. Say no. And then it takes you back to the save point before the save point before the boss. Because the save point before the boss exists in the world, but is deactivated. What? What? (laughs) So the save point itself is a physical thing in the game, in the, like, shown on screen, but is deactivated. Right. Okay. And there is... I cannot remember if there's a way to enable it or not. I've I've missed this part of the story. But um, I'll try and find it quickly. But basically, they have deactivated a bunch of the save points throughout the game. Just, like... They haven't just removed them. Like, they've switched them off. Why? Because I assume there's a way to pay to unlock them. Oh, Jesus. But the way... But the, the ones they've deactivated are, without doubt, the ones before the big bosses... Okay, so you have yeah, to. Go- I, I, if I was going to make someone pay for a save point in a JRPG, it would probably be those ones. Yep. Uh, so all it, all it says in this is that um, they've been deactivated. It doesn't actually say you can bring them back. So why they didn't just remove them, as opposed to just deactivating just them? Just have them there? Yeah, yeah like they're there, there, but you can't use them. Um, a res- resurrection orb costs you two dollars to use each time. Jesus. Um, and then there's a bunch. Of, so the Touch Arcade article goes into more detail and a bunch of other stuff. But um, they have jacked up the difficulty of the original game, like to superhuman. Like that first boss is like the is supposed to be like the first boss in any RPG, and in the original game, it's a first boss, right? It's yeah. like a. It's hard, but not unmanageable. Yeah, it's like, he, we've taught you everything you need to know about the combat, go kill your first thing, right? Sure, it's that kind yeah. of boss. But in this, it's it. you can't beat it the first couple of times. Like, it's just, you. it's so strong. And even after you've got your stats up and have ground, gr- grinded for a bit, it's still really difficult. So they've jacked up the difficulty, manually reduced the drop rate of items, Jesus so you don't God. even get that stuff. Um... So, but they haven't changed the economy at all. So stuff still costs the same as it used to, but they've reduced the drop rate for the gold. That's and all this kind of stupid. stuff. The whole thing is just like it's ridiculous. It's like the whole thing is just this huge. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to link to the article in this, in this, and you should really, really read it to get the full detail on how insane this thing is. Yeah, but it's just like they've completely lost. Like they just it makes the game basically unplayable. But the thing is that. Someone somewhere will pay all that money to get all this stuff unlocked and help their way through the game. Someone yeah. somewhere must, right? Or else they wouldn't sure. be doing it. Somebody somewhere did the math and said, well, if a couple of people do it, then we've made our money back. It's it's just, it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. So I would advise you read the article that I'll, I'll post just so you can see how insane it is. Yeah, that's, that sounds mental. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was one of the ones that I... Oh, um... Did you see that there was a guy who got really, really angry at King for the whole Candy Crush thing? I think so, yeah. I remember so seeing the, something the, like that. So, can't, I can't, I'm assuming we talked about this at some point, but 
King.com. The, the guys that try to copyright the word candy yeah. and saga. And, yeah, yeah, King.com, who own Candy Crush Saga, who's that game that if you're on Facebook, you can't not know about. They att- they're, trademark, they're attempting to trademark Candy and Saga as words in a video game title. Yep. And did stupid things like go after the Banner, banner Saga, which is a tactical t- combat. It's a tactical game. RPG. Like, it's just insane. But, so, uh, this is from the Kotaku article about it. Um, there's a game called Candy Swipe, which uh, was launched in 2010, which looks remarkably similar to Candy Crush Saga, which came out in 2012. Jesus. Um, and he wrote... So the guy that wrote uh, that made the original game, Albert Ransom... Ransom? Albert Ransom. I remember this now, yeah. Um, wrote this big, huge open letter to King.com saying, here's the situation. This is super similar to my game... I'm one person. I did this because I did it for all these various reasons. Um, he said he made the game in memory of his mother who died of leukemia. Like all this, just it just like it just makes King look ridiculous. Yeah, and sure. Makes the whole thing just seem completely ridiculous. And it looked and this guy would have a fantastic case for suing can uh, suing King because like mm. there's there's a comparison on the the original open letter about like. Here's our assets. Here's your assets. Look how similar these things are. Sure, yeah. He has a great art, a great case for it, but he doesn't have the money to pay for lawyers. So there's nothing he can really do. It's 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 kind of ridiculous. That's but, pretty um, silly. I remember seeing that. That that was quite um, heartbreaking for the guy. Yeah, definitely. That's unfortunate. Um, so there's this Nintendo game called Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. Yes, it is a right. 3DS game coming to the eShop. Um, it's a free game. You can download it for free. Um, and it's a bunch of essentially baseball-themed mini-games. Sure. Um, each one of the mini-games... you So I think you get a bunch of free mini-games when you download the game, the, the full game, uh, which you get for free. And then there's a bunch of other mini-games that are $4 each to download... Um, but you can haggle with the in-game shopkeeper to lower the real-world price of these games. Whoa, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's kind of insane, but also kind of op- awesome at the same time. So basically, um, so this is the direct quote from the 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 eShop article. Um, but before you play ball, you'll have to haggle with that miserable mutt ex pro baseball player Rusty Slugger which is a great porn name by the way Rusty Slugger uh, yeah uh, to lower the actual Nintendo eShop price of each mini game. don't worry you can use weird in-game items like donuts and nose hair trimmers to help you get the lowest price possible what so it's basically like you can get donuts in game for doing various parts of the mini games, yeah, and then sure. you can feed them the donuts and he'll reduce the real world price of the extra mini games. that's really cool it's it's bizarre. Like it's yeah. Nintendo being batshit, but in the best possible way. And it's them like it's them. This is part of their experiment. It seems with free to play games because they did the what was that submarine game they put out recently? Steel Divers, something like that. Yeah. Um, which is you get the multiplayer component for free and a couple of story missions. But if you pay the ten dollars, you get the rest of the story missions. Um, so they're obviously experiment with these new business models. Yeah, sure, which is fair. But only Nintendo would do something as insane as let you haggle for the price of. That's really cool. It's great. <laughs> it's it's really cool. It's really awesome. 
Um, there's a lot of comparisons to the the bunny on the East, the the me games on yeah. the 3ds that we come up and say like hey there's new mini games and we can sell you these mini games if you want like there's a, whole, yeah. a lot of comparisons to that guy um but yeah uh, when nintendo's bizarre in the right ways it's great yeah <laughs> it's really really cool um there's a bunch of small stuff and um, the guys who made just cause are making a mobile game we don't cool. know anything about it it's a new ip um right sure <laughs> that's about it they don't know they i don't think they said what it is but it's I'm alright with that those guys yeah, are cool totally uh, the Evil Within has a date of August 26th and it's coming to PC to past gen to, to next gen systems I am probably going to play that probably Bought it looks the, the Evil Within yeah that yeah. seems like your kind of it seems like your kind of game yeah like it I'll doesn't... let you handle that one so I don't have to go anywhere near it yeah it, just, it seems kind of like a kind of uh, it seems like a like a lesser saw is the way I, it, I've seen people describe it. I think it's a lot more cerebral than saw is. You think? I think it'll be yeah. I think it'll be a lot more well, in your head. We'll see. It, I mean, it's gruesome as fuck. That's yeah. the bit we definitely know. Whether it's going to be as creepy as I don't know which part of this, which where on the spectrum it lies. Like, is it going to be Resident Evil or is it going to be Silent Hill? Is it's somewhere on there? And nobody's really come out with an answer for that yet. Um. GOG, after the whole Dungeon Keeper debacle we talked about last podcast, they put the original yep. game up for free on GOG. Cool, cool guy, GOG. Yep. Which was awesome. And also really weird, because obviously EA owns the license for Dungeon Keeper, so surely there must have been some discussion at some point which says, yes, we I can don't do think, that. I don't think GOG went to EA and said, look, you fucked up with this Dungeon Keeper <laughs> thing. Do you mind if we put the actual one for free as a kind of yeah. counter offer I don't know I don't know what happened there but something happened there um, <laughs> this is one of those stories that you look at and go no that, they've, they've got the wrong end of the stick here there's an Assassin's Creed Mega Block set coming really? in fall 2014 ooh uh, I need to look this up now they released Mega Blocks playsets based on Ubisoft's Assassin's Creed franchise's fall details on how much the sets will cost or which characters they'll feature were not included um, but the figures will allow the company to introduce Assassin's Creed to new audiences. That's pretty cool. That game's a 15 rated game, right? Yes, yes. How, why, how did he... Because you set it up as like, hey, kiddies, it's a pirate thing. Like, you just make it look like, you don't say, hey, guys, this dude stabs people in the face a lot. And you just make it, hey, it's pirates and... Uh, it's- so, apparently... So maybe I don't know what Mega Bloks is then. I assume Mega Bloks was the kind of Lego ripoff thing. It is, I think. So it, it says the company has already released figures inspired by Halo, Need for Speed, Skylands, and World of Warcraft. Yeah, they have. Okay. Have I've, you not I've, seen the Halo Mega Bloks set? Uh, yeah, and I felt weird about that as well. But because um, that's a... I didn't realize there was a World of Warcraft one. That one's kind of weird. But um, and they've also unveiled construction sets based on Activision's Call of Duty franchise. Oh, gee. oh God! I just saw that. Oh my god, that's so weird. Yeah. Why like, would you do that? Yeah, I, I mean, I know there's a lot of adult Lego fans about, but are there adults Megablots fans oh, that would god. buy that? Oh, that's I, I, weird. I, I don't uh. know, isn't it? 
Um, oh, while we're on the subject, have you seen the Lego movie yet? Yes, I saw it today. How ago. fucking good is that, that movie? That movie's really, really good. Like, it's, I, it's not only hilarious and fantastically well-made, but has a really good message to it. Oh, was, yes. Like, that, that movie goes makes about three or four complete right turns yep. at various points. It's really good, the Lego movie. Um, and I love how it, it does that fantastic thing of doing stuff that kids are not going to get. Yep. At all, like the, 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 the whole the planning whole... to adults and kids things is a very good step forward that a lot of kids TV shows are doing. There is no kid in there who knew why. The reason why, like when I went and it was me and my girlfriend and a bunch of like, there was a lot of young kids in there as well. Oh yeah, uh, when we like went, there was a bunch stuff. of like parents and kids. There's a reason why we were the only two people laughing when Shaquille O'Neal appeared. Yep, like that was like he appeared and there was some line in there about I can't remember what it was. But it was it was the line that uh, he it was when the big city was getting attacked. Yeah, and he comes out with a big like basketball cannon or something like that, and says, "Y'all ready for this?" and fires the basketball yes, at them. That was what it was. And then it just bounces off them, and they all turn around and he goes, "Oh shit, they were all ready for it." Yeah, I died at that yeah, point. Like, like that the- is a fantastic line of dialogue that the kids didn't get. Yeah, but us, all all of our role, which was all like. 20 to 20 to 30 year olds yeah we all died at that yeah. point like, like we were the killer. only we were the only two people in the cinema laughing at that point there was a, there was another one like it was a, this really innocuous moment and they made this fantastic pun on something and i just cracked up and i was literally the only person in the cinema that cracked up um it, it's, it's a really it reminded me a lot of when uh i went to go see uh rick ralph um, yeah, Wreck-It Ralph was a good one. Yeah, and it was the point where again, it was the, there was a, a lot of younger kids there. Like I remember sitting directly in front of me um, was a dad and two kid, two boys. One of them must be like ten, and one of them was like maybe seven or eight or something like that. And there's the moment in uh, in Wreck-It Ralph where they're they're in the main kind of main hub bit, and they're just panning through the main hub bit, and there's the bit of graffiti on the wall that says Aeris dies. Yeah, and I I fucking lost it. Like, yeah, I yeah. just lost it in the middle. I was the only person in the cinema laughing. And these two kids just turned around to look at me as if I was a crazy person. And I was like, but it's you the you're you too have, young. You should have grabbed both of them by the scruff <laughs> of the neck and just looked them dead in the eyes and went, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't know. You weren't you there. You weren't there. You just don't got, get it. Just got full Vietnam on them. Yeah. Like, you had to be there, man. You don't know. You weren't in Evilheim. <laughs> you weren't <laughs> there. there. I, was, I saw the fire. Um... Yeah, so, yeah. There's a, reason, there's a reason why both times we went to go and see Distant Worlds, we burst out laughing when, uh, burst out crying when the Aerith Fiend started playing. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's things like that that trigger it. <laughs> yes, totally. It's, yeah. Uh, so, yes. Uh, Lego, Lego Movie's a great movie. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, Harmonics are making a first-person musical shooter. Yes, they are. I saw this one. Called Chroma. Yes. Um, it looks basically like that Dubstep Guns YouTube video, but... As a video game? Sure. Or as the dubstep gun in Saints Row turned into a full-on game? Um, Would you not buy that? Fuck yeah, I'm first yeah, in line. exactly. But the point is, like, so that they're saying that the the firing or the, 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 the projectiles launching from your gun, depending on what type of gun it is, are synced to the music in some way, like the whole time, which is a... Which in concept is great, and if they pull it off, it's going to be awesome because not only then do you have to worry about like your movement and position to the person you're shooting at, and keeping tracking ahead of them if it's like a slow moving gun that's not hit scan, yeah. but 
also maintaining it while keeping track of the beat so you know when the gun's going to fire to be able to, like there's a lot of complexity in there that if they pull it off it's going to be awesome but I'll I've, yeah I'll let them do their first person shooter music game yeah I, I'll I'll give that a shot so apparently there's an alpha starting relatively soon Child of um, Eden was alright was it called Child of Eden is that what it's called Child of Eden had nothing to do with them was that not that wasn't harmonics no that was what's his face that was Q that was um Kaz? No, oh, not Kaz. No, um, no, What's the guy's name? What's the guy's name? Cannot remember the guy's name. Uh, look that up. Up. Well, I'll move, move this on. Move on to the next story. Um, yeah, that looks awesome. So I, uh, there's a trailer for that, which you should go look for. Um, there, was a, there was a bunch of stuff about the Deep Down that came out. Uh, the leads designer for Deep Down attempted to back up why there's no female character. You can't play as a female character in the game. Which in my opinion, gets slightly overblown in the media or by forum posters and message boards and stuff like that. He basically came out and said, there's a story behind this game that we don't want to talk about yet, but it relies on the main character being male, which sounds right. fine to me. But Sure, I guess. Um, I, I was listening to um, the Giant Bomb Morning Show today, actually, and they were talking about they were talking about this and they were saying that I think the anger came from the fact that everyone thought that game was basically like a new Dark Souls style game, and that Dark yeah, Souls... that's what everybody thought it was when it came out because it yeah, like, looked like it looked Dark really Dark Souls. Um, yeah. And the fact that those games are super customizable, like there's so many sliders for your character in that game, that um, they assumed that you would be able to do the same, and then they said no, there's one character. But it's, it sounds like there's a story there. There's more of a narrative in there than you than people knew about. But they sure. don't want to talk about the narrative, so they can't really defend themselves. So it kind of spiraled into this whole horribleness. Um. So yeah, so there's a couple other big stories. Um. Oh, before that, the the biggest story of all. Uh, I hate to break this, Callum, but mm. the year of Luigi is coming to an end. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> are you done grieving? Yeah, I'm alright. Is that your grieving period? Yeah. Yeah, March 18th is the end of the year of Luigi, which has is done that nothing. Is we can start, like, the, the the year of, like, Yoshi or something like that? I don't know. I hope they don't do that Year again. of baby Luigi. It's it's kind of... The irony is not lost on many year people. Year of Birdo. <laughs> oh, God. Just... Yeah. Oh. That's good. That's a year that promotes transgenderism and all that sort of stuff. That's good. True. Yeah, you're right. They think it... Oh. I I think the irony was not lost to many people that the year of Luigi is one of the worst years in Nintendo history. Yeah, like both, both business wise, game wise, hardware wise, like it was just a complete shit show for some of it. Um, so here's hoping the next year of whatever is slightly better for them. Um, so the oh, and the other one that I thought was really interesting, just purely because it was it's a programming issue. Um, Esther, the kind of exploring yes game that came out. The people that made uh, the second Amnesia game. Yes, those people. The Chinese Room? Is that what they're Chinese called? Chinese Room. Yeah. Uh, they are porting Dear Esther. So, uh, so Dear Esther was originally a Half-Life 2 mod. Yes. Or was built on Source. Yeah. They are porting it to Unity. Oh, okay. Because, um, so this is, I mean, this this wasn't much of a big story, really. Like, they want to move it to Unity so they can put it on more platforms, basically. Because Source is like PC and that's about it. So if they move it to Unity, they can very easily put it on like consoles and mobile devices and whatever. But the the uh, the interesting part of it was that they were talking about um, 
I'm trying to find the exact quote from the article. Um, so yeah, the quote from the interview said, we got this underlying impression that official engine support was not long for this world, making me, making me all the more anxious, not just about the possibility of further ports, but about the future of DS during years to come. So basically what they're saying was, Valve were subtly hinting that there is a new source, they're working on some new engine, and they're oh, moving okay, support sure. for Source Engine out the door. Um, so yeah, so they're, they're moving that to Unity, which I thought was kind of interesting. Cool. Um, and SkyDrive, the Microsoft cloud storage platform, yes. has been renamed to OneDrive because yes. of a UK lawsuit with Sky, the cable provider. Oh, really? Um, and it now has achievements. Right. <laughs> including right. including achievement called, I hope those aren't all selfies, which you get for viewing 10 photos from the camera roll. Like, just fucking nonsense achievements That's for this. fucking weird, yeah. But then again, considering the Xbox One had achievements for Netflix and for a bunch of other non-game stuff, like, well done guys, you've made achievements mean even less than they already do. Yeah, sure. Um, so the big stories that I thought were, were, were fascinating. Um, so Rational Games is closing down, or winding yes, down. The- this was the big one. Yeah. yeah um, so basically, Ken Levine came out on a blog post on the official Irrational blog and said a bunch of stuff and then here's where we're going from here. And basically what he's doing is he's taking the whole studio, everyone, uh, he's keeping 15 people uh, and himself and is working on smaller games. He talks about wanting to do, to focus on digital distribution and episodic i don't know if he explicitly said episodic content but something along the lines of episodic content and basically has having to lay off the rest of the staff and but it's keeping the they are still essentially irrational like they're still under the irrational name um so this in on its own was quite interesting uh, and there's a bunch of good articles about what ken levine's new game could be based on conversations had before and all that kind of stuff but the really big thing the thing i thought was uh, really interesting out a lot of it was well two things actually the first one was um so irrational are based out of boston Mm -hmm. uh not exactly a hub of video game development video game development so there's basically harmonics irrational and 38 were the big companies in boston until 38 died 38 imploded on itself and now irrational have shut down so it's basically only harmonics but harmonics now in boston (laughs) <laughs> basically they own all of Boston they it's own basically all of Boston. they are um yeah uh so they so Firehose Games who is one of the developers of Rock Band Blitz who are also based in Boston yes. um started giving free office space to people who were laid off from Irrational oh, um, if they want to start indie companies they gave them some office space like for free and said go for it uh, Irrational are hosting a bunch of like um, job days or job fair days where companies can come to Irrational and advertise themselves to get people to work for to take oh, people cool. from Irrational. Uh, there's a couple of other things like uh, game development Twitter feeds have just been full of like we're hiring and we're looking for these people and yeah the the game the game development field seems to be really good at this at these times like if you've seen this over the course of like certain. Uh... People like 38 and like, uh, who were the guys that did Saints Row? Um, Volition. 
volition and stuff like that. When yeah. they all imploded, the ga- the gaming development thing seems to really band together and be like, okay, we're gonna find you guys jobs. Like, here's hiring and here's hiring. Blah 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 blah. And like, Twitter seems to be quite useful for that as well. There's a yeah, lot of like advertisers so. go up and quite everywhere. Like, we're, we've rented out this room in this bar tomorrow. If you want to tr- come and talk about jobs, we'll be there and yeah. just come. It's like, yeah, that's great. Good I mean, for those guys. Like, I've never heard of a company like actually advertising for other companies to come there and yeah. say like, here's all these people that need jobs. Like, yeah, that's and, an interesting one. That's the and I, and I also get the feeling that like, if you've worked for Irrational and worked on Infinite and the previous Bioshock game, you're, you're probably pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably going to be in demand. I think they're going to be okay. So there's been rumors already that there's a couple of indie studios that've spun off from it and people are going elsewhere. Um, so it seems like it's it's a bit. It's obviously shitty for those people to get laid off, but it sounds like Irrational at least doing everything they can to help that whole process, which yeah. I thought was was really cool. Um, so the other big story, which actually only broke today, was uh, the Titanfall Xbox One bundle. Yes. Like, it literally broke, like, three, four hours before we started recording. Um, so... Titanfall will launch on March 11th. Uh, oh, sorry, this is... Well, in the US, it'll launch on March 11th. Yeah. And the original story was that there's a Xbox One console bundle, which nobody really took as a, much of a surprise. Yeah. Because of course, Microsoft are pinning a lot on that game. I'm not surprised. Totally. So you get... Um, so it's all the Xbox One, Connect, wireless controller, chat headset, and it's a download code for Titanfall. It's not a disc copy, which is... Okay, sure. A little bit annoying, but... It's a bit weird, but sure. yeah. And a month of Xbox Live Gold. So, sure. Fine. Um, for $499. And then there was an update on the article. So this is from a Polygon article I'm reading this from. Um, so there was a update to the article um, that said they've also announced a price drop for the Xbox One in the UK. And so this is currently only UK only, as far as I can tell. Hmm. Um, beginning February 28th, which is this Friday? February 28th? Uh, yeah, yeah, this Friday. Um, the RRP of the Xbox One in the UK is going to go down to £399 uh, the which, UK puts f- it, which puts it £50 more expensive than yeah, the PS3? Yeah, £50 more, more uh, right. than the, as opposed to the it used to be 429 I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, it's, so it's now 399 uh, UK will also receive a Titanfall console bundle for 399 so you basically get the base pack plus Titanfall for the same price as the That's Xbox One. Yeah. For 399 um, they said... The price cut is meant to help promote the launch of Titanfall. Um, the quote from the amazingly named Harvey Eagle. Oh, what who's, a name. Who's the Xbox... is, he, is he, please tell me, some sort of PR representative. Uh, UK Managing Director of Xbox UK. That's fine, yeah. Close enough. An, a, an executive, that, like, that name is an executive name. Yeah, oh, very much so. Like, he was born to be, like... Suits, glass office, that yeah. kind of... Yeah. C-E something. Yeah, Or definitely. C-F something, I don't know. Um, the quote from him says, The reason for doing this is about giving gamers in the UK the best value we can with the Xbox One. Starting with the announcement running at this new price point of 399 moving forward and continues with the inclusion of the hottest game of the year in Titanfall. So... Sure. Point one, it's weird this is UK only. Yeah, that's pretty uh, weird. I don't know why it's UK only. I guess they're just trying to hit their target demo. Did the Xbox sell more than the PS3 in Europe? So, the, so I've always heard from, I mean, from primarily from American outlets and stuff that yeah. Europe is mainly Sony territory. Hmm. Uh, maybe not UK, but definitely mainland Europe sure. is much more Sony territory. 
Right. Um, I think in the UK it's a lot more more split. Like most of the people I know had 360s as opposed to PS3s. Yeah, sure. But, um, so it looks like they're they're trying to take a take a hit. But again, this is said as UK only. It's not Europe. It specifically yeah. says UK. Um, so I don't particularly know why it happens now. Well, they, I were mean, trying to, they were trying to target the UK as well when the Xbox One launched by doing that FIFA bundle. If you remember, so yeah, I mean, again, that was a, that was Europe as well. Because yeah, FIFA, but it's more specifically, it's yeah, like you're right, targeted you're right. to the right place. It's, Definitely. Um, I think it's more the fact that um, like Titanfall is the big thing for Xbox. Yeah. And like before and after Titanfall, it's kind of because we were we were talking about this today. After Titanfall, there's three exclusive games, none of which have release dates yet. Yeah, it's Quantum Break, uh, D four and uh, that shooter, uh, Sunset. Oh, Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive. That's the one. Um, which we don't know much about apart from that no. original trailer. Um, so Quantum Break doesn't have a date. Uh, D four doesn't have a date, as I discovered today. No, it's so Q one, I think. Right. Okay. Um, but it's kind of barren for Xbox One after this, and, and, and exclusives anyway. Like, there's still plenty of third-party oh, yeah, stuff yeah. coming. But exclusively, um, there's not a lot there. And to be fair, PS4 is not much better. Um, PS4's got... Uh, Second Sun. Second Sun, which is March, which actually has a date. Uh, Order 1884, which doesn't have a date, but is this year. Um, the th- I mean, the PS4 does have the strength of there's, like, crap tons of indies coming and, that, most and the of fact that they like Destiny beta and stuff like that, and Destiny they've got that yeah. beta coming out as well, which is going to do pretty well for them. But it just seems like like Microsoft are pinning a lot on this. Oh yeah, a lot on Titanfall. And... Wouldn't you? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. Hey, the guys who revolutionised first-person shooters want to make a game for your thing. Wouldn't you put a lot of money on it? I Completely. Would... It's just that like it's one thing to like base most of your marketing campaign around Titanfall and like doing specific system updates to make sure Titanfall works awesome, but also knocking 50, uh, sorry, 70 pound, 70 yeah, pound? 70 pound. Off your, off your console. So losing 70 pound off whatever profit margin, if any, they were making already off that in order to just get units on, in, in, on, bleh, what's the word in houses, in houses, kind of scream like i don't know about you but it kind of screams desperation to me like it 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 feels like they think they're losing and they're they are going all in i don't know about desperation i would say it's more them just trying to maximize what they can get yeah maybe that is a desperate move but it's more just trying to get as much out of the numbers as you've got but it certainly it certainly seems like they're not trying to make a bunch of money with this no it seems like they're trying to use titanfall to get systems on in people's houses yeah for and considering they don't have a lot of exclusives that people know about, like who knows who mainstream wise knows that Sunset Overdrive exists, who mainstream is going to care when Quantum Break comes out, unless there's some huge marketing campaign about that. Like it just seems like people want they want Xbox Ones in houses, so that when people go to buy the third party stuff, they go, "Well, I've got an Xbox One, so I'm going to obviously get that version." Yeah, sure. As opposed to the, the PS4 stuff, as opposed to the PS4 doing the same thing. Despite the PS4 looking like it's got a better lineup right now, I, I, I don't know. It was just a really weird move. It kind of came out of nowhere. And again, yeah, the, fact, strange. the fact it's UK only, the fact that US aren't hearing anything about this, so it's still four nine nine in the US. Um, I don't know. It's a weird move. It's a very very strange move. Um, and I bet anyone who bought an Xbox One in the past week is kicking themselves yeah, right now. Gonna, yeah. Um, but then again, if you didn't buy one at launch, what were you going to buy it for? Until Titanfall came out, anyway. So true. Unless you're a really big fan of Dead Rising, but yeah, yeah true. 
I don't know. I just thought it was a really, really bizarre story. Um, and then the other one, which I don't want to talk too long about because I'm in the process of writing something about it, but um, <laughs> how much of Twitch plays Pokemon have you been watching? Oh, God. Um, I am not one of these people that, like, I know people sit and watch it for hours and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. I can't. I watch it for about a minute and then go, this is shit, and then start it off again. Totally. Like, I get... I like, get... It's, a lot of, it's a lot of a character running into a wall, opening a menu, closing a menu, opening the menu again, closing the menu, walking up and down, opening the menu. It's just, like... Okay, sure. It's an interesting I, I, experiment. I get it, but it's it's really it annoys me to watch it. It infuriates yeah. me because like they just don't like nothing happens. Like there's no yeah, progression exactly. yeah. for like five minutes. And um, so, like I say, I'm writing something up about this, but it's like the the gist of it is somebody's running Pokemon Red in an emulator and has hooked it up to Twitch chat so that you can type in up and the character moves up. Except there's a forty second delay between your input and the input going in, and yeah, there's forty delay, and there's forty thousand other people doing the same thing yeah. at the same time. Currently, hang on, I'll get you the re- the recent numbers. Currently, oh, yeah. there is around sixty thousand people watching it. Totally, yeah. Um, so the actual thing itself is is one thing, but the fact that they've made genuine progress is insane. Oh yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. So they've the got. They've done anything is amazing. So like I checked in last night when I was when I was writing st- stuff about this. Um, they have six badges. Uh, they have a. They captured a level fifty Zapdos. They are making progress. They're on their way to Cinnabar Island. I think last I checked, and they are ten days deep. <laughs> yep. Uh, and it just there's, there's a Google Doc which I'm going to link to in the article uh, the the article I'm writing I'm doing a what happened last week on it but um, there's a Google Doc which is recording their progress and it's great to watch like here's the Pokemon here's the here's the Pokemon they have in their levels but here's all the Pokemon they've accidentally released into the wild through sheer combination of movements yeah. like they released like a so I, I could not remember this yesterday what's the second evolution of Charmander. Uh, Charmeleon. Charmeleon! That's what it was. I couldn't remember Charmeleon. They released like a level 33 Charmeleon into the wild. They like a bunch of other really valuable stuff. They've dumped HMs into either Pokemon that don't use it or they've just thrown the HM away. It's just a bunch of really weird stuff has happened during this thing. Um, it's well worth just going to catch up on where they are, but yeah. don't sit and watch the whole thing because you'll go no. insane. Um, so the, and not only is it a really great experiment, exper- experiment, sorry, the Twitch is hitting issues because of yeah, the amount Twitch of people watching it. Yeah, Twitch was a really big deal for that thing. Yeah, so they had, they, apparently at one point they had 100,000 concurrent users they did, yeah. through chat. Uh, apparently uh, on Sunday the service moved, uh, Twitch moved, the Twitch Plays Pokemon channel off its general chat servers and onto a dedicated event server typically, yeah, it's the, it's typically reserved of... for large scale events like League of Legends Championship yeah exactly yeah uh, it's for, they, use, they use it for things like the LCS and the International and stuff like that yeah um, it says that they um, they said some problems have persisted necessitating a full necessitating a full review of Twitch's chat system to fix, fix fundamental issues that's like, good this thing is just like it stress tested the crap out of twi- uh, Twitch which I think is great. Um, it's th- and it's really cool how, like, if this had been any other service, I get the feeling they would have just gone NASA on and just shut the whole thing down. Yeah, like, sure. If it's impacting on their stuff that much, like, I I wouldn't have been surprised if they just gone, no, we need to, like, put a cap on the number of people that can go in here or something like that. But they've done everything they can. They, like they said, they moved it onto their event server. 
they have they, they there was a quote that said we're always working on improving our quality of service for our chat system and this has been a wonderful learning experience for us like they're, they're loving this like not only is it getting attention oh, yeah. on the I'm service sure they're loving it but they're doing like this is the best this is the kind of stress testing that developers can the best off. Test it. it's it's amazing um, so what it's done actually i found i've i've got a new story that links into this yeah uh there's a game that's getting developed uh be released in april called daylight that's and the procedurally generated horror game yes from... but they've now what? they've yeah. now included a link uh to twitch oh which... i read about this yeah yeah so they've now, they said that uh when people stream daylight procedurally generated horror game like you said uh, by the people who made Black Light Retribution, I think. Yes. And um, Zombie Studios. Yes. And they it's, it's now like got a link to Twitch chat, so that when you're streaming it, people in the chat can type things in to make noises happen. Yeah. So you can type things in like meow, and it will get like a weird cat noise. <laughs> and stuff like that. Which, well, is a really good idea. It's a really cool, modern thing that they've realised that a lot of people stream games, and it's a lot of people like watching streams of people, and you can use that to impact on the development of your game and stuff like that. Yeah. If any one of those streams gets really popular, all that's going to happen is you're going to get a chorus of cat noises throughout the entire oh, game. Oh, yeah. Um, it, I, I'm assuming they're going to be smart enough and rate limit some of that stuff. Oh, yeah, there'll be cooldowns and stuff like that, but I'm, there'll be, like, it'll happen, like, with some sort of periodicity. Like, it'll just keep happening over oh, yeah. and over and over again. That's and a fantastic it, new word, by the way. What? That's a fantastic new word you just developed there. Oh, periodicity. That's a word. Periodicity is a word. Is it? I, I used that a lot when I was uh, writing my final year uh, lab project because it was all about clocks and stuff like that. Okay. So periodicity is like the, the point at which something hits. Well, that's my learning for today. Yeah. Um, no, I I, th- I think it's a great idea. And I think that especially if they don't, if you're playing Daylight, like streaming it, and they don't yeah. advertise if somebody's watching you. Like, so if you don't know that there's people watching the stream who could sure. potentially be making noises, that could be really creepy. Like, if, oh, yeah. they get, if they get four or five people watching the stream and just triggering stuff at just the right time, yeah, that could really change some of that game. Um, it could be really I'm, cool. It, I'm super interested to play that game. Like, I have literally no idea what it's about. I know it went. I know it has a date now, and I know it's almost done. It's like April. Yeah. Something like that. But I, I kind of want to play that game now, just to yeah, see sure. what it is. Um... Yeah, so that was everything I'd written down. I don't know if you have anything I've else. Got, I've got one more thing. Yep. Which is kind of weird. So, uh, Square Enix have registered a trademark. Oh, God. Which is, which is big news in the video game world. Of course. One of the big companies has registered a trademark. But, it's a trademark if you say for... the If you say the words the world ends with you, I'm going to scream. No, no, no. Oh. It's a trademark for the Shinra company. What? That is the trademark. They're trademarking as a name, Shinra Company. Oh, okay. So they own it. So they own Shinra, and it's for, uh, where's the quote? It's for, quote, use in video games. That's right. it. So Square Enix are trying to patent Shinra, which can only mean that Square Enix are going to become Shinra, <laughs> and they're going to take over the world and fill with Mako Energy and Sephiroth and Chocobos. They're going to mine Gaia. Um, mine Gaia. Etc. That's weird. Uh, I don't know why. I, I can't imagine anyone developing a game right now is going like, we should name our evil overarching company Shinra. Shinra. Because like nobody's ever done that before, right? It's not like one of the most popular games of the world nah. ever has used that. Shinra's an entirely new name. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they're using it for something specific. Like, maybe they're doing a... 
like the Final Fantasy series was big in like their collectible, um, like their figure arts or whatever they were called. Like sure. maybe they're all going to be under like the Shinra Company badge or yeah, something like that. That would be know. cool. Yeah, but um, so yeah, that's they've, weird. They've now registered a trademark for Shinra. The other thing I want to quite clearly mention is yeah. uh, I know you've been playing threes on your oh, iOS. So device. I got three hundred and seventy-six. I don't. Uh, is that good? I don't know. I've not played it. It's it's very very good. It's okay, like sure. the next thing. Okay, but so threes has been out. It's sweeping the nation as yes. the big iOS game and stuff like that. But uh, I just want to call attention to the the soundtrack to threes, which you linked me to. Yes. Uh, particularly the song threes is the bee's knees, which I think is a great so- a great title name. Um, yeah, there you go. That's the sample. Of it. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. fucking great. Fantastic song. You should all go listen to it. I, I had it on loop for a, a good half a day. I've now, op- I've now opened threes. Um, go on, This is a really bad Yoon, idea. Come because, back, Yoon. Because I've got Yoon. like a 24 and it's Yoon, next shut, to this shut, other 24. Yoon, shut and... the iPad. Oh. Yoon, shut it out. Okay. We've got, we've got about five minutes left in this. You can <laughs> make it five minutes. Okay, I'll... I'll... Yeah, let's hurry yeah. this up. So I, encourage, I encourage threes. you all to go and find Threes the Bee's Knees. It's a great song. Yeah, it's. I think it's pay as you want, pay what you want, or is it for like three dollars or something it's like a that? Dollar. The... A dollar for the track, three dollars for the album. Yeah, it's it's fucking great. And it's all good. So yeah, um, I, will, it, I will call attention if I find any uh, good video game music. I'll try and call attention to it. I will link in the post as well. Um, yeah. Got a lot of linking to do this week. Yeah, actually, I might not. I'll link that one in the what happened last week. Uh, for, okay, sure. For this that's week. fine. Um, so speaking of which, um, I think that's everything for this week. Uh, nice. What have we got coming up? Uh, I I'm planning to record a bunch of stuff this week because I haven't done oh, cool. some recording. Um, I want to do um, I want to do like a you and plays, but I want to do it on a game jam. Like I want to just grab five or six games from a game jam and just play through some of them just sure. to see. I'm thinking right. the 70 FPS one if I can still get access to those games. So that's the game jam that produced uh, Super Hot. Oh sure. So okay. I want to see what other games they had in there. Um, I do not want to do the Flappy Jam because I will kill something. Um, there's been some really yeah. cool games that have come out of that, but I have no interest in playing those game jam games. Um, so I want to try and play oh, through yeah. some of that, and I want to try and do a new old SPC games. Sure. It's going to be one of two games. I'm not Can sure you, which one yet. You're not it's sure. what, either going to be Torn's Passage, okay. or <laughs> it's going to be Torn's Passage or Deathgate. Right. I have the same. Oh, all right. <laughs> I think um, you have to do Torrance Passage. I do, I do kind of have to do Torrance Passage, but it's it's one of those things that I don't know which part of Torrance Passage I want to show. It's the it's the the the, sec, the second level with the the like big um the st- the, st- the studio audience. Yeah, that bit. Yeah, yeah. It's that I was thinking that, but that that's a joke that only really works once. I think. Um, yeah, but you just kind of show it and go like, yeah, this is what it's like. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's probably what I'm going to end up doing. So I'm going to record a bunch of stuff this week. Uh, the So my experiment last time, last whenever I put it up for the what happened last week, I'm probably going to do that to what happened last month because like I tried to do one for last week and nothing fucking happened. Okay, sure. So I'm probably going to end up doing that monthly. So I'm about halfway through one of them. So I, that'll probably go up that's either fine. this week or next week. Uh, are you up to anything? Are you still busy? You're still busy. Uh, no, at this point? I uh, finished my last bit of big work uh, yesterday. Oh, cool. No, today, yeah, yesterday I finished my dissertation. Oh, cool. Um, okay. So that's done. So I'll have slightly more free time. I've got to be revising and stuff like that for finals and sure. stuff. But I'll have slightly more time. So I might try and record something. 
probably cool. record some Heroes of Night Magic if I can. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that game during the week. Uh, why were you thinking week? about Heroes of Night Magic? You hate I that game. I don't know. It came into my head at some point. Like, why are you in my head? Go get no, get away. I'm gonna start playing the Heroes of Night Magic too. Uh, night town theme while I'm talking to you. <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, but so yeah, I might do that. Okay. I kind of cool. want to do a. My thought about this was I want to do a comparison between Heroes of Magic two and three. Okay. And kind of compare like Heroes of Magic two has a really special place in my heart and in my yeah. mind because uh, I played that game a shit ton when I was a kid and I remember. All but Heroes of Magic 3 is a way better game. Right, yeah. So I want to try and compare the two of them. Sure. And see what I can get from that. So that would be kind of cool to do. Uh, the other thing that I'm doing is we've got a LAN this week. Yep. And it's a console LAN, and because it's our university society, uh, and it's a console LAN, which can only mean one thing, it's a drinking game. Sure. And uh, I will be, me and my friend are the ones actually running it this time. We're right. going to be trying to play Kingdom Hearts. Oh god, is it the Kingdom Hearts run? It's the Kingdom Hearts oh, run. Oh no. And we're going to try and do that and also do a drinking game on either the Friday or the Saturday night with Kingdom Hearts, which I need okay. to make rules for. I've already got some rules that will probably get us pretty shit-faced. So <laughs> I feel okay. pretty confident about it, but we'll do that as well. So cool. I will return with stories of my my drunken exploits in Kingdom Hearts. Um, so by the time the next episode rolls, about, uh, rolls, rolls around, um, there's nothing really coming out, but from the next episode forward there's a bunch of stuff starting to come out um, yes so there's this stuff starts picking up steam round about when titanfall comes out i think yeah so that's the 14th um so we'll try and do something with that uh octodad i know is out but it hits ps4 on the 14th so i might yeah. try and stream some of that oh god just because okay. i want to see what it's like um and then Inf- infamous comes out on the 21st so i'm definitely going to stream some of that sure um, just because I can, because it's really easy with the PS4. Um, so yeah, so there's a bunch of stuff happening, um, and also I'm I have an idea for an article that I need to send, start sending some emails out about. Yes, my my article is in the works right now. Oh, cool. Okay, it's, awesome. It's in the works. Cool. I'll see what um, happens. But... So yeah, so that will be us. So there will be stuff happening. So yes. for everything that we do, check out the site gameenginestart.com which is where we put all of our stuff. There will be videos posted there, all our written stuff. This podcast, which I'm assuming you're listening to on there, unless you're on iTunes, in which case, get your arse over to the site pretty soon. Or immediately, actually. So you can read, or so you can look at all the links we've said we're going to post on this thing. Yeah. Uh, YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash gameenginestart is where all the videos are going to be posted, um, as well as the main site. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. Uh, email podcast at gameenginestart.com and that is everything did I miss anything no I don't think so uh, I, don't I, think... I spent that entire uh, chill point conducting the imaginary <laughs> orchestra and the night town theme yeah I'm probably, I'm probably gonna have to l- go listen to that now as well um, I'm probably so I'm I think we should probably stop this because um, I need to go play some more threes you don't need to play any more threes I kind of do like I need to yeah. oh god that's <laughs> that was the 96 that made that noise that was oddly sexual. I know. Um, okay, right. so we're done. Uh, we will be back in two weeks. Uh, so until then, don't kill each other. Yeah, I, I think that should hold true for the entirety. Unless you're in a video game. Which oh case... yeah, kill people in video games. That's yes, fine. that's fine. Not in real life. Video Goodbye. games are video games. Real life or not. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>
God.